BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, hey Hey folks, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio I'm James Boyd and here with me I have Rich Lotto What's going on man? Not much, man. Just uh, chilling and ready for another great show of One Nation Radio. But um, this is a day that's been a long time coming uh, for James. And there's uh, happy events uh, said to take off, uh, taking pleasure in the uh, misfortune of, of, an, of an individual. Uh, so I'm going to just get out of the way, man. Uh, Jimbo Fisher. Well, I was going. I was going. I was going to lead up to it, so I'm going to still just pretend you didn't say the name. I'm just going to get to it. So, uh, last week it was a good weekend for me, man. Like, um, like for those that, that don't know or, or you know haven't listened to the show before, I'm a huge Florida State football fan. Um, it's probably the first thing I ever loved that wasn't a family member. <laughs> like, just got to be honest with you. Um, well, I probably take that back. Probably like probably like Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior Sting, some shit like that. Maybe whatever. Besides the point, right? Um, so, uh, 
yesterday or this weekend we had to play one of our uh, biggest rivals, Miami. We beat that ass. It was fun. Uh, the game was two. It was a two score game. They caught a lucky break and they ended up making a one score game. You know, Miami fans, they, they, they're still in the delusion. They still always think that, like, they're always back. Like, it's you know, a situation where, like, it's like it's 1980. Like, it's 1987 where, like, we're, you know, we're University of Miami, the, the, the biggest fucking, like, uh, or most fertile recruiting ground in the nation is Miami. We could just turn the key and get it going. It's like, nah, man, not quite. Like, y'all campus is, like, 21 miles away from your stadium, like, your indoor facility is 60 yards long. There's a lot of problems going on. There's a lot of problems y'all got. Wasabi not... King in the comments saying, like the Knicks, there is some similarities between uh, the, the Miami fans and the New York Knicks fans, but I feel like the Knicks fans need a lot less to I... to come out here and, and puff the chest out. Um, They are similar. The similarities are that they're always talking shit. Win, lose, draw, they're always talking shit. Where the where the similarities end is that the University of Miami has won something in, in my lifetime. Okay, <laughs> like, they, like they've won three national championships. I've been alive. They've won five national championships. Right, the titles that the titles uh from the set from nineteen seventy and nineteen seventy three for the Knicks. New shit's over fifty years old now. Right, they are. They yeah, are. You know I, I, I was gonna like, say. I was gonna. Not, let, let's see. Thing, things that happened in nineteen seventy three. Ah, damn. Jesus Christ! What, what, um, what year did what year did John Lennon get shot? Richard Nixon was the president of the United States. Jesus fucking Christ! Right. <laughs> so, so like, let's put it this way. Let me tell you how, how, how long ago that was. Like the from, Vietnam War ended that year. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's, that's, I think we that's, can leave it there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got you want to you know considering this show is like OJ Simpson was in the might have ran for two thousand yards that year. If I'm not, I may be mistaken, but like it was one of them years around that time. But anyway, um, so my Florida State beats Miami. Great game or a great result for me or whatever else. Uh, never. It was one of those things where it's like they, you look at the score, you watch the game, you're just like, okay, they have no shot. Like they have a rookie quarterback or a freshman quarterback in. He's eight for twenty three. He he can't he can't hit the side of a barn accurately. They are literally just blitzing off the edge to try to contain uh, run uh, getting gap from runs. They can't do anything. They're just done. They're toast. They can't do it. They can't move the ball. Period. Like put it in park. It's over. This whole second half is a wrap. Right. So really fun. Just being one, able to like, watch thing. Florida Miami game, Florida State Miami game, without having any fear of uh, losing at all. Go ahead. One more thing. Yeah. The New York Knicks win the NBA title on May tenth, nineteen seventy three. Do you know what happens one week later? Watergate. Oh shit. <laughs> wow. 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 All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna speed up the story to get to it. I'm gonna speed up the story because we're already like four. Go minutes. to hell, Knicks. Yeah, yeah. Go to hell, Knicks. And, and, and honestly, go go to hell, Miami. So Florida State's ten and zero, back to back years, ten wins. Um, right, it, it's it's a really good feeling. Um, and you know we we play Florida. Florida's defense even worse than Miami's or whatever else. They're obviously a little bit better, but like they they're in the process of like just. They just played Georgia, got their ass stomped out. They just played LSU uh, this week and got stomped. They lost to sorry ass Arkansas a couple weeks ago. 
Uh, they play Missouri. They're going to lose. Like, they play us. Like, they could go out here and go, I think, and finish 5-7 and seven by losing out, like, the entire, like, last five games of the year, right? Just, just a disaster. It's great for me. It's really great, like, just the situation that these other schools are in right now in the state of Florida. And then I go to sleep, lay my head on the pillow, and I am awoken uh, to see messages from Rich saying, wake your ass up, and I scroll up, and it says that Jimbo Fisher has been fired from Texas A&M. Now, um, I am I am a petty man. I'm not even going to say I'm not a petty man. I ain't going to lie. Like, I, I, in, in, in public, I am, I am not. In private, Rich knows this. I'm every bit as bad as he is. I just don't press send on the tweets or, on, or, or write up no thousand-word like article that, that just like lay out my disgust on, on all the levels. I vent to I vent to people in private. They know they understand how I get down. My get down is, is different from Rich's. That like I'm just not gonna put out there. I'm not gonna put that energy out into the world for everyone to see. I will put it out for my friends to see so they know where I stand. So, um, Jimbo Fisher uh, won a national championship at Florida State University. Um, and I will I will write I will show you what I wrote at the time when he uh, when he decided to leave for Texas A&M uh, and all that money. And good for him getting all that money. But I am also, but I was also very, 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 very glad, very glad that he left because I didn't want him anymore because I knew he couldn't fix this problem that he dug uh, the, the program into. So I'll give you the gist. I, gave, I basically wrote a list, kind of like the Bill Simmons uh, book of basketball resume, mission eight seasons, 83 wins, uh, five and two in bowl games, national championship, three AC titles. He went fourteen and two versus Miami and Florida. He, you know, thirteen All Americans, forty five NFL draft picks, nine first rounders. You get the gist. Uh, you know, thirty nine to three record from two thousand twelve to two thousand fourteen. You get all that. Moving forward, I said he consistently ran on one of the slowest offenses in the country. He was ultra conservative on fourth down. He ate time outside potato chips. He behaved childishly on the sidelines. He mismanaged his stale coaching staff at the end of his run. He consistently used other open coaching jobs to, for pay raises and political leverage. But with that said, he took a program that was still stuck in the nineties, raised big time money, got football facilities upgraded on campus within three years. And within three years, he consistently out recruited everyone outside of Nick Saban and Urban Meyer. He's leaving the program in far better condition than he, than when he took it over and proved you can win big in Tallahassee without being Bobby Bowden. Thank you, Jimbo. Now let's focus on that last, uh, or, or sorry, that second, um, to last, uh, sentence. He proved that you can win big in Tallahassee without being Bobby Bowden. After 2014, after James's last year, oh, I'll take that back. After he squandered uh, 2015, when he it was Dalvin Cook's last, it was Jalen Ramsey's last year, Dalvin Cook's uh, sophomore year, Derwin James's freshman year. I just named to you three future Pro Bowlers. Yep. After he squandered it, I was like, I don't know. He's gonna have to change his staff. He refused. He did not get rid of. He did not get rid of uh of brian of uh, not brian kelly charles kelly uh he then we then proceeded as the fan base locally decided to uh, or not locally on the internet decided to call anytime they will blow a third and long we called it third and kelly because it was so consistently happening that he would went on second down went on third or went on second down went on first down blow it on third down restarted gut punch got it real back on defense um so i also after uh before Jimbo left, 
because I was getting fed up. I never liked Jim with his home run. Just telling y'all all that. You saw that in the, in the thing that I said that he left, basically giving him backhanded confidence on his way out the door. I had also wrote, scrolling for it, scrolling for it, found it. Jimbo Fisher's coaching record at Florida State. Pre-Jameis, 31-10. and 10. With Jameis, 27-1. and 1. Post-Jameis, 21-9. and 9. Florida State's recruiting class reigns the last four years. Now, this is from 2017. So this is like the composite roster of what he had. He had, in 2014, number four. 2015, number three. 2016, number three. 2017, number six. Conclusion, Jimbo Fisher ain't shit without a Heisman-winning number one overall quarterback as his uh, uh, number one overall pick as his quarterback. I have been sitting on this for years and years and years. And when the and when uh, around 2017, I believe that is when uh, they were you know trying to sh- kick out Les Miles out of LSU, and LSU was gunning for Jimbo, and I was like, please. He's done here. He ain't gonna win. He's not gonna win at the level that Florida State can win at here anymore. He's fucked it. It's a wrap. It's done. But it didn't work. They gave Les Miles another year, and then they fired him, and then they brought in uh, I forgot who. They brought in Orgeron. Yeah. Or they promoted Orgeron, right? And Orgeron won a fucking national title. <laughs> but the, the besides the point, Jimbo sticks around again, right? And uh, it, it keeps going down. It keeps going down. And it's like, he's not fixing this. I, it gets even worse and worse. And then the people start getting on my side. I was saying this back then in 2017. 2018, I was running like, oh, it's over. It's really, really over. So then he packs up. He uh, Texas, A&M, Texas A&M pays him a boatload of money because they have more money than God. They got more money than Texas. That's how much money they got. I used to think that Crazy. Texas A&M had like top five money. No, they got more money than everybody. Literally everybody. So um, he leaves. I was like, good riddance. The whole thing about like the... Uh, you know, the stupid local coach talk shows that they do with Saban or everybody else. Oh, talking. those are so great. Like, like when they asked him about loyalty, uh, when the dude walked up and asked him about loyalty, and then they ran him off, right? I was like, good for him because he's, he's he has consistently with the LSU job, hit him up for more money. Then the A&M job, Florida State was like, no, we're not doing this again with you. Leave. Walk. We will not, we're not going to wait three more years and have to fire you and pay you all that money on a buyout. And, and sure enough, Look at A&M's look at A&M's buyout seventy five plus million dollars million dollars. So brother, going back, John James Fisher, ultimate yeah. hustler. Yes, 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 him, yes, yes. Him and his agent, um, uh, Jim Jimmy Sexton. So, uh, he goes texting A&M on the way out. He's bitching and uh, last year he's bitching and complaining about the commitment towards winning and, and all this kind of stuff. And to be fair, he was correct in some aspects. Florida State, while when he first got the job at taking over Bowden, he did raise the facilities up in the money. The problem is Florida State's uh, structure is different from most schools. I'm not gonna give you the, bore you in the details of it. Basically, they want to be good at every sport, not just college football. So. It was the money's tied up in different places, whatever else, and also like as uh, the spending keeps changing, it evolves. So um, once once fast forward passes, even the Taggart era, once Norvell got there, they sat down and looked and said, "All right, all the other schools in ACC spend this percentage on college fo- uh, of their money for for sports on college football. Florida State's dead last for football. We're the best job in the in the conference. Why are you spending the least percentage on money when everybody else is out doing this? We quickly changed location, that. Now, location, now location, location. Right? So, 
what was there was their thinking was well we in Florida you know we can just recruit locally like what, it, what was that the it was a it the was mentality a, it was a on lot that of, okay so Florida 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 has okay so Florida Florida State and Miami going back to like when this thing took off in the 80s for all three schools with the population boom and everything it was untapped source no one knew that Miami was actually was this thing it was a sleeper city for all that talent no one knew that, that basically from i4 below this is the most this is the best country area for college football people learned this over the decades you know but they didn't know that because the population boom but once they did everybody starts to recruit everybody recruits florida everybody does so what happened was once you have you know ohio state georgia alabama usc michigan on and on and on and so forth also recruiting People look around and be like, hey, man, like, look at these facilities. That's real nice. Hey, man, like, I'm playing, like, University of Miami has always been a dump. Their facilities have always been a dump. But it didn't matter because they get to play just, hour, just you know, within an hour of the school. So I didn't care. I can stay home. My mama can watch me or whatever else. And college, and high school football in, in, in Miami is big, big time. So, um, you know, people be gambling on games. And then when, you, you know, then when you, you know, whatever person out here gambling on these games make, make make some bread off you they break you off with a, with a, with a cuban link like that's <laughs> that's that's what we talking about right so moving moving on to that so basically these schools can run on the cheap because of untapped resource people didn't realize it. and then once secrets out they had to start competing so florida so florida with urban meyer moved forward um miami did not and also the administration has a love hate relationship with the football program because obviously like the reason why people pump so much money in these universities into the college football program is because that helps enrollment. They want like, that's their advertising arm for the school. Right. So we're winning right now. They, you know, they always have the commercials during, during, uh, for the schools and all this in the conferences It's to be like, Hey, like come here, you can have a good ass time with some extracurriculars uh, as opposed to just get a good ass education. So like, like it's, it's hilarious. Like the Dion stuff, like Dion's in the color. Dion smiling with the cowboy hat on is in the Colorado's one this year. <laughs> right. Like, so like when people talk about like, what was it? What, you know, why did Colorado do this? It's like, because Dion makes people feel good fool. So anyway, um, they fell behind. Miami fell behind. Florida State fell behind. Florida did not because they had Irma. Irma was like, and also they had Zook at the time. And Zook was a good recruiter, bad coach. And then Urban Meyer got there, and he was just one of the greatest coaches ever. And he's like, I'll take what you have with your nice uh, recruiting classes, and I'll just add on to what I have. And then Urban left. Miami was still in the dumps. They still don't want to pay for, for to have a program run at the level of, you know, of their historical legacy. And Florida State was like, we got to catch up. They caught up. And then they fell behind again because they were like, all right, this this all we need to spend. We don't need to, you don't need to do anything more. And then the, the thing about this is an arms race. It keeps going up all the time and all the time, all the time, and it changes. So um, under at the end of Jimbo's reign, it, it fell, it fell down, or or it got it fell behind again. Not as much as it was like at the end of the bound run, but it fell behind. It still was no excuse when you had that level of recruiting or, of recruiting talent on the on the field. Like there are dudes. Like there are so many dudes from those teams that were like high-rated guys, didn't do much at Florida State, and then they're in the NFL right now and they're good. And it's like I hate that so much. I hate that so much. <laughs> but um, moving forward, 
Jimbo goes to A&M. And at Texas A&M is a weird thing. We talked about it because, you know, you always talk your ear off about college recruiting. Like, everything on paper says this job should be great all the time. It's, just, it's one hire away from being a good, from being a, a great program. You know but why it's always one hire away, and they never get it. And they've never gotten it for almost 100 years or almost like 70 years at this point, 80 years. I was going to say, because it's Texas A&M. Like, it ain't Texas. It ain't like, you know, uh, hell, we've seen – Numerous off-brand Texas schools pop up over the years, and they, they all ones. seem yes. look, and they all seem cooler than A and M, Baylor, yeah. TCU, yeah. Texas Tech. Yeah, no one wants to be an Aggie. Look at the colors, like. <laughs> so you're right, and I see Johnny Manziel. Like that's 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 it. Like it's a weird thing because it's like I get all that. On the other end, like, it wasn't like Clemson was the coolest thing in the world either 15 years ago. But it got popping because they got, they found the right coach. There was a, there was a, uh, there was money that came into that area and, uh, and whatever else. And like South Carolina at post Spurrier went back into the shitter being South Carolina. So, and also Georgia wasn't, was still at the end of the Rick era. So they weren't like basically closing off Georgia and they, and Clemson was, still like you know 115 miles 120 miles away from from metro atlanta so like that's how they were able to do their thing you see jimbo or sorry that was not exactly doing so swell now that like there's a gate around the state of georgia and everybody that's a top two recruit is basically going to be a bulldog when will we be back on here for Dabo? for Dabo celebrating the the legacy of Dabo swinney you know you know the sad (laughs) part about this is celebrating Look, you know what the sad part about this is? If you had told me six years ago that Dabble would absolutely be a better person at upholding a program than Jimbo Fisher, I even I wouldn't have believed that. But but he's only had one bad season. He's only had one Man. bad season. So anyway, so he's at AM. AM is a is a four is an eight and four program. It was an eight and four program when it was in the big, or when it was in the SWAC. It was an eight and four program when it was in the Big Twelve. It's an eight and four program when it's in the SEC. It's gonna be what? an eight and four program a hundred years from now. That's what that's what it feels like. They got all the money in the world. They're they're so close to Houston, which is you know the number three uh, most uh, uh or number two, arguably the number three uh best uh recruiting area in the country. They got more money than everybody. They got deep pockets. All that money is in oil money and energy money. And they still can't figure it out, right? So they were like, look, we're going to pay this dude a boatload of money and, and we'll get him here. And what he do? He immediately started going 8-4, and four, went 8-4 again. The COVID year happened. And in the COVID year, that's when he, that's when Jimbo hit his lick. That's when I think he won. That's when he went won 10 games. And they were like, oh, oh okay, it's on, it's on now. And that's when the recruiting, start, that's when the recruiting starts picking up. That's like the year when he ends up having like the greatest recruiting class of all time, based on like re- the recruiting, like the recruiting yeah. branches that, that talk about this stuff, right? And people were all in, and then that's when they gave him the ninety million dollar contract, whatever it was, that, that absurd extension that it was unneeded because no one's going to buy him out and no one's going to take him away because Alabama's Alabama and Georgia were already uh, locked down with their coaches. Who was going? Who was going to buy him out to take him? Nobody. I so, guess maybe USC. No, you gotta remember, like some of these, you gotta think of the fit of culture and all that kind of stuff. Jimbo's country, Tennessee, has, Tennessee. Nope, 
Nope. I, I mean, maybe, but like Tennessee doesn't have uh and money. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so he got him. He hit him from the lake. He got. He brought him. He brought. He brought them to the cusp. Everyone things like this is next. And then the uh, the Nick Saban thing came out where Nick Saban uh. Uh, they take that video or they take that audio of Nick Saban talking to boosters from Alabama saying that like all them players that AM got they, they, he bought them or, or they were bought, <laughs> he bought them boys. And this was just in private. This wasn't meant for me out for public stuff. She got out and then Jimbo cut that cut that uh that promo at his press conference talking about he said he thinks he's God. He says narcissist, you know, he thinks he knows better than everybody. And, and and said, you know, all sorts of stuff about Saban, right? And meanwhile, like, he's beating Saban. Flash forward now, he's only been able to beat Saban one time ever in his whole life as a coach. If, you know, he's, he's, one of the, he's one of the many LeBro assistants on the Saban uh, branch, right? All of them. Just all LeBros. Only person that's born as, as off that Saban branch and tree or uh, coaching tree that's born any fruit is Kirby Smart. That's it. Right? Well, you say, Jimbo, he won that championship. I can't say That's unfair. That's something we can say because he actually won that championship. So I can't say that. So, two. Two out of all the assistants in the SEC. Well, like half the fucking SEC were all saving assistants. Only two of them ever did anything. So, uh, moving forward. It's time. 2021 comes around, 8 and 4 fucking again. 2022 comes around, 8 and 4 again. Getting blown out by Miami. And Miami's a, a, a dumpster fire. So, they come back this year. It's like, hey, man. People start looking around like, hey, man, that bio's real high. It's not going to happen this year, but it'll happen next year or two years from now once it gets down to the 50s. Because, like, before this, before this weekend, the highest buyout ever was, uh, like, it, like I think in the upper 20s. They bought this man out for the for 75, for basically triple, nearly triple, to get him out of there. Because they realized he could fix this. And the, for, the funniest part about it is they won this weekend. They put 50 on Mississippi State. And then, and then they said, oh, no, we are not going to let you sneak your head. No, we want you out of here. Apparently, there was a, a, board, a, a board of regents uh, meeting a couple weeks ago to discuss moving on from him. They were like, all right, we're going to do it at the end of the season. Then he started winning. He starts blowing people. No, nope, we're not going to. Nope, you're out of here. Go. We'll find somebody else. And now the coach search is on. And Jimbo's out of there with all that money. Ski mask on. Good for him. Uh, but I've been waiting for this so long because, man, I, I, I hate it. I hated that guy coaching my team. I hated, and I said my team like, like even while he was successful, it was just not fun to sit there to be like, he's this, this dude is an offensive guru that has put quarterbacks in the league. Were they successful? No, that's neither here nor there. Put quarterbacks in the league. Meanwhile, he's out here managing, trying to manage a game, and also looking through a fucking cheesecake factory uh, menu of the flipping through. To try to find a perfect call for this this second in in five. Meanwhile, you look up. Oh shit! Timeout. Because I've been I've been my nose looking. I've lost track of time. There were so many games where they lost. Where there were so many games where they nearly lost because they didn't have enough timeouts because he couldn't manage the fucking game. He couldn't relinquish the reins to hand the play calling off to somebody else. Or you, I call a play. You call a play. And then running, I'm not even gonna running every to- play to the short side of the field. Oh my god! You say because you know college has the, the, the wide hash, so like there's even less room if you're on the far thing. He loved nothing more than to run a fucking uh, toss or a sweep or a screen over to the short side of the field where there's no space. What are you doing? Run it to the field, not the boundary, dummy. 
Um, there were so many times you watch play calling, you're like, yo, you know, I'm, I'm process over results. I'm watching the process. I see the down distance and time, and I'm like, that don't make sense unless you unless you're setting this up to run something later. And I never see anything that seems like a setup for or what was that was setting up for the decoy play to get to it later. Like I watch I watch Norvell and uh, Alice Atkins all the time running stuff that is setting up stuff that you eventually see later, right? Like mm-hmm. so against Miami this week, Miami basically runs bare front. Bare front for those that don't know is basically running like a like a three four defense except instead of the ta- the uh, defensive ends being over the tackles they're basically over the guards right so it's basically three interior defensive linemen over the top of the guards in the center and then have two do- dudes down the edge so it's ba- oh, it looks like a five man front they ran a different variation of counter with a, a fucking tight end pulling from the backside that's rare that's some like shit from the eighties. They're always trying new things or whatever else in Norvell's system, right? Not Jimbo. You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. And eventually they say, hey, man, the money talked to A&M and said, or A&M's money talked to them and said, hey, Jimbo, you got to relinquish play calling. Bring in Bobby Petrino. Bring in Bobby Petrino. You know, you had your little scandal thing going on with the Jameis Winston thing. We're going to bring in this dude that was out here sleeping with the help to be the office coordinator. Bobby Petrino's story is just one of the funniest things, I think. This man you thought know. he broke his neck and then put on a neck brace and then and with his face scarred up to try to lie over how he fell off that motorcycle with that woman that, that was married to somebody that was that was in this that was also uh, on the staff. Yes. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. Dirty. Yeah. Uh so what happened? What happened with, with, with handing over the reins to Bobby Petrino? There was a game a couple weeks ago where Petrino looks like he is a fourth down, which is a notoriously bad area for Jimbo because he's, he's ultra-conservative. Even in this area, he's still ultra-conservative. Petrino is next strong. Damn. Damn. Damn, Dan. <laughs> he goes out there. Petrino is literally calling plays like, okay, this is four down territory. I'm going to use my third down play to set up, get short distance, and then I already have my, in my back pocket what I am what I want to do with my fourth down play. <laughs> that fourth down come around, Jimbo sends out the punt team on, on by Petrino. Petrino look out fucking perplexed. He didn't even let, he didn't even get on the, on the, that, the headphones always on. The, yeah. the telephone's always on. He ain't hang up or didn't do nothing. He's like, send the punt team out. Fuck you, Petrino. He's, while being told you need to delegate this stuff because you're bad at handling it because you need to manage the game because you need to be the CEO, not the person that's out here, you know, doing the middle management kind of things, he still can't uh, relinquish control. And it's so funny because, like, when he was office coordinator at LSU when they won that national title, all him and Jimbo, or sorry, him and Saban had beef because he didn't like how Saban ran things. And thought mm-hmm. that like it was his way or how he was too rigid. And meanwhile, you've seen how Saban's offense have changed post Tua, right? I thought you, I thought you were the one that said someone was conservative. He's changed. He's evolved. He goes for it on fourth down. He understands math. Why are you? Why do you not understand math? So, with that said, whatever, whatever booth you end up in. Probably he'll be on the CBS thing, calling SEC games, whatever else. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to bend the knee, have to pucker up to Saban, 
uh, when he sees more of us at SC Championship Games in Atlanta in the next few years, whatever else, he's going to have to about face all that. He's going to have to run that all back. He's going to have to run it all back. And um, I'm here for it. So can't wait to see you next fall, Jimbo, on the CBS set. Um, you know, and, you know, if you find another job or whatever else, change or this will happen to you again. James Boy will be rooting against you no matter where you go. I'll be rooting for you. I'll be rooting against you until you change. And if you don't change, I will be doing what? Rooting <laughs> against you. Um. So, yeah, Jimbo Fisher, you can go to hell. I guess. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> bro, it is it's so sweet, bro. It's so sweet. He he knows dive the plane, and as and as Norvell has like gotten past the Taggart stuff, and as and as you know, gotten it up, gotten gotten the plane back up, going back up to 30,000 30, feet in the air. Damn, damn, he crashed in the mountain. Oh well. Damn. It's, 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 it's just, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. Man. Um, yeah. So, uh, Jimbo Fisher. Um, How long did he, he spend on that? How long it, it, at, least, at least he can make the... We went 30 uh, minutes the, on this. <laughs> it, 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 at least we can um, count on seeing Jimbo for the 10-year anniversary for the national championship. He can show up oh, uninhibited. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, next week is senior night. Uh Florida State, and also because, you know, National Championship in 93, National Championship in 2013, they're bringing hey. both teams back, and, you know, now does, Jimbo does Jimbo get booed? Do. Did, did Jimbo get booed? Rich, why do you think I want him to show up? <laughs> you, you, thought, you thought I want him there for, for, out of sincerity of my heart? I want, because I, uh, Bad faith. I, I want, look, I want him to come out there with his, with, and all the players get cheered. You know, Devontae Freeman, yay! Mario Edwards, yay! Jalen Ramsey, if he's there, he's not playing the league, and he has a bye week, whatever, yay! You know, all that kind of stuff. Jim, and the head coach, Jim, boo! <laughs> boo! Oh, man. Throw stuff at him. Throw, throw D batteries at him. Jesus. Um,. But yeah, man. But hey, man. Um, but but Jimbo, for real, come through though. Like, you ain't got no job. You ain't shit else to do. Saturday, come through. Yep, come get booed. Yep. Oh man. So um, I was watching Collision on Saturday night, and all of a sudden there was like Daniel or Brian Danielson wrapped with a gauze in his eye, and Tony Khan showing up. Uh, it was about nine o'clock, and then. They just announced uh, that Danielson will be at All In next year, and then the second thing was like, "Oh, one more thing. Um, by the way, uh, we're going to create a new tournament, round robin style, with twelve top stars, and it's going to be the greatest tournament in wrestling, and it's going to culminate at World's End. And over the next, you know, uh, six to eight weeks, uh, they're going to have these round robin matches." all on TV. I think this is a great idea to try to get tickets going um, in all these cities. And, uh, you know, Tony Khan dropped uh, the names of like 12 different cities like the matches are going to take place in. The question is, with the AEW roster, like, you know, this thing is straight like we've always kind of asked for a G1 in AEW. Never really thought they'd do it. Uh, 
you know, people say famously Viz Man didn't think people were smart enough in, in America to know how a round robin tournament would work. And I look forward to seeing the people in bad faith or not, not understanding how this works. Uh, I think it's going to be quite comedic. Um, but 12 names in, from AEW. If you just took, like, I, I wanted to look at this list because. You know, I saw a lot of people tweeting mock lists. I, I sent one out uh, myself, and there's a lot of a familiar sentiment that keeps emerging. No bums allowed. You know, not no bunch of bums. That that's that's what people do not want. No shitters are allowed. So, in this <laughs> no thing. shitters. So I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a still or paraphrase uh, Rocco when he put out that mixtape. No whack acts. Right. So okay. like I I figured. This would be a perfect time for us, and this may, be, you know, this may be like an extended kind of segment because I, I kind of want to, you know, bring up everyone kind of okay. uh, in a, in a sense because we're looking at twelve spots, mm-hmm. and you know, <laughs> ironically, New Japan should be cutting down their entries, and AEW really should be increasing them. <laughs> um. This is not the G one of old. I think we're competing with. Uh, right. I, I saw some uh, of, no, of our. No, this stuff uh, has to, this stuff has to fit into TV segments. Like I saw our stardom brethren saying, "I will be calling this like the five star American uh, version instead of the A one. This is going to be the uh, the the five star continental. You know, joint. You know, That's whatever funny. their name I was. I mean, look. I mean, to be fair, they've had the better round robin tournament the last three years. Correct. So, um, so, so before we, before you get into that, yeah. Um, damn, I forgot my point. Uh, uh damn, I forgot what you point. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm looking at this roster, and it's like there's so many interesting conversations if we keep it to because, like, I feel like this, like the absolute twelve best guys in AEW you, you can think of. I don't think all twelve of them will be in this. Right. 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 Um. Could there be champions in this? There could be. I doubt it. I, I feel like champions are not going to be in this. Uh, the first person announced was Brian Danielson. Uh, oh, I, I remember my point. I'm sorry. I remember my point. Yeah, go so ahead, You mentioned like the uh, that this man uh, thought that it could be confusing um, doing a round robin tournament or, or whatever else, and, and like, and then people will be in bad faith, and I'll be like, "Do you watch college football? We just spent a half hour talking about college football." <laughs> Like you know what you know what a round you know what a round robin tournament is, you know you know what a round robin tournament is. It's what? called conference play between the two divisions. The a, the a, the SEC East, SEC West, they all play each other up and down, and then whoever got the most wins goes and goes to the championship. Goes to Atlanta in SEC championship game, and they determine who wins and loses by if they have the same number. The winner, the person that won that match, goes through. It's, it's real fucking simple. It's just like that. It's just like that, except they have points or whatever else. Now, I'm not saying that champions aren't going to be in. I just don't know. Like, it right, just right. doesn't feel like it's a champions kind of thing. I feel like they should take this tournament dead serious. There should be no, um, you know, in most uh, tournaments in AEW. No Dan there's, there's very absolutely not. Um, there, <laughs> there are. Usually, like, uh, say if there's an eight-man tournament, like, there's, like, a quadrant of, like, people. There is, like, why are those four fucking in there? And then there's one side of the bracket that's, like, super strong. And then it's, like, it's, like, you wasted, like, 
a bunch of spots and it's like what the fuck are you doing like yes. so this i think they need to send a message and literally the elite of the elite need to be in this thing um you know but with that comes you know different conversations of like hey do you want to try to elevate people do you want to give someone a shot to try to do something yes. do you want to uh is there going to be somebody like an older star that's in this thing because you know it's star power and there's nothing else to do with them mm-hmm. different stuff like that so like you know going through it like it's a lot of interesting names so um so I, I'm I looking at the chat and I see uh, Boo Haven said uh, Dax Hardwood stay home. I, I gotta say I disagree because if Dax look Dax Hardwood's Dax Hardwood singles matches that that I'm good. Him wrestling is 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 not the problem. It's everything else but the wrestling that's the problem with him some of the time. We will get to Dax Hardwood later in the oh, show. God, what happened now? Um, <laughs> um so you know. It, and there's lots of talented people, like people that can wrestle that it's like, I, I think we're going to be on the outside looking in if we just look at this thing. So um going to gonna take it, you know. <laughs> Bru- Bruhaven said Dax Hartwood is a charity case singles wrestler. Don't believe, a, don't believe the li- his lies, James. Look, <laughs> Thank man, you. There is, there, look, I get what you're saying for the – I'm talk- as far as him trying to be most outstanding wrestler, yes, you're right about that. I'm talking about for like what he does for AEW is AEW – Basically, everybody that's a tag team guy has singles matches, and they lose to whoever the singles act they're facing. The only exception, really, historically in AEW, is like O'Reilly before he got hurt. Like that, and that was O'Reilly's singles. Like he's the tag guy that actually like wins singles matches, and then he can fuck around and got hurt, and we haven't seen him since. Please don't be the devil. Please don't be the devil. But uh, yeah, man, like Dax, like he serves purpose. Like he's a quality guy people believe in. Like it's not any different from watching, like you know. Uh, well, it's different. I, I, it, it's but it's a similar implementation of like um, a putting Ricky Morton in a singles match mm-hmm. back in the day. It's like people know him. People know he can go throw him out there, let him have matches, get pe- other people over, or let him get over for a particular time. That's all it is. So um, I'm gonna start at the top. Someone that they use on television quite a bit, but he's usually in a losing role. But Ar Fox. Uh, I kind of wanted to look at it in three kind of different concepts. Is it a could be in it, would be outrage, and then no business being in this thing? Um, <laughs> I, I think AR would be a would be outrage thing. Is is as good as he is, he never wins uh, anything. True. So you know, so so, so it would be different. That's true. If all you do is lose, come out here and lose. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna record the could be in it. So I'm okay. AR Fox is not gonna make the list here, unfortunately. Uh obviously Aaron Solo, no business, I would say. Uh Action Andretti, no business. Uh Adam Cole's injured. Uh no business. And, He's injured. And, and, and here we go. Adam Copeland. I don't want him in this. See? See? Um, I don't want him in this. Because he's uh, look, man. I, if I have to see him lay on the mat for five minutes in all six of these matches, I'm a scream. I, I don't. I feel like he could be in it. And I'm gonna I'm I'm dig up Michael Jackson. I'm gonna go get Janet. I'm gonna get that guitar, and I'm gonna scream. No. <laughs> um, and you look at it. The pay per views this Saturday after the pay per view. It's gonna be things. You know, I, I feel like they're going to need something to do with this guy. I, I, I feel like he's in the could be in it pile. 
and it's like I want to put the ed or the 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 atom and the could be in it and the Copeland in the outrage section, like <laughs> like it's, it, it's you know there. I I'm gonna put him in the could be in it because I could I could easily see him being well, in it. Look, I I see okay because he was out here talking about New Japan or whatever else, and and he I could face Okada. Then it's like oh he's this is a threat. This is a threat. He's threatening to do these things, like he's yeah. Yeah, fine. This is something he probably would want to do, but it's like you shouldn't want to do this. This is bad. This is a bad idea. You're going to get hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Alex Reynolds, no business. Right. Um, Andrade El Idolo. I would love for him to be in this. Tell me why. Because he's an awesome wrestler, and when they ever put him in a singles position. This year or any year, he does very fucking well. Um, and like you put him in there, and it's like, all right, he can go three and five, or sorry, not three, or three and two, and then not win it, and that's fine. And given that, like you know, the House of Black people are also people I would like to see in it. Like he had that whole thing before they pulled the, pl- the plug on or whatever else. Like they can, they can in theory reignite it that way. I just feel like he has not been a regular enough presence going into this thing. So him, like nothing taken away of his wrestling ability. The guy's great. Yeah. I just feel like nothing would be gained with him in it. Well, obviously they're going to tie in people getting, getting fucked over by people running in and doing distraction, you know, distraction finishes or cheating. Right. So, you bring him in, and like, if you feel like he hasn't been, you know, someone like Pack, for example, right? Another person, like, kind of feel, especially because, like, with Andrade is in the collision segregation thing, and like, with, with Pack, it's actually like he just ain't here. Like, you could put them in here, and this is how you bring them back in and, and put them back into the fold and give them matches, and then, like, you can tell your storylines, get them more re- integrated into the storytelling, uh, like, interwoven in AEW that way by bring, kind of reintroducing them that way. I'll put him in the could be in it pile. Okay. Um, Angelo Parker, no business, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Oh no! As much as I like Angelo Parker, breeze through that. No, 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 no. What the fuck did he give us? Uh, give to give to the AEW fans by wrestling us uh, five match singles matches. Hey, you might pull out the switchblade, you know. We just had a discussion about on Friday, not not. Not being on here, you want to put Angelo in? Unfortunately, unfortunately, come on, man. Uh, then we got Angelico. Fortunately, I don't think uh, Angelico will yeah. make the cut here. Um, gonna skip over the acclaimed because they've got trios belts, and yeah. I don't think they're um, there. I'm uh, not trying band- to mass cast. I'm not trying to mass caster or Billy Gunn in the in the in the A one or whatever you want to call it. Nah. Like no, gives Bowens, Bowens barely. I like if Bowens low is in there, I think it makes sense. But like, you don't probably don't want Bowens in there. Yeah. Um, so now this guy's had a broken wrist, but you know, I think he's back working, and this could be a great way to bring him back. And we know he's great, Bandito. Yeah, I feel like this would be made for Bandito. He'd be great. Especially, we've seen him wrestle a bunch of matches before in short session. Bandito definitely like um I would love to see it. Um 
Big Bill and Ricky Starks are the tag champs right now. I don't know if that will necessarily be the case after full gear. Um, I That's almost, okay. Just announce it now. Announce the names now. That's what we okay. do. Big Bill, no business. Ricky Starks. We're pers- not putting champions in this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. just we'll just get Ricky. I mean, because uh, who you rather see in who you rather see in the AEW G one? Ricky Starks or Bowens? Because I rather see Bowens. I would rather see Bowens. And well. and also, it's like Bowens is somebody that you can slot to you know win one match. Um, totally on a Bishop Con. They're actually going to the World Tag League. So congratulations to them. Congratulations. Um, Take your belts over there. You can't be in. Hollow. <laughs> um. We got the Butcher and the Blade. I think that they have no business in this. Um, and we did lose the Bunny. The Bunny ended up uh, departing from AEW, so uh, acknowledge her. Um, Blake Christian, man, he's on the ROH roster, no business. Um, Boulder, ooh, no. Brandon Cutler, no business. No. Brian Cage, no business, unfortunately. I think there would actually be outrage if Brian Cage was in this thing. <laughs> oh, because he had to do all those jobs? I think there would be two different uh, things. There would be people that are that like him because he has big muscles and um, you know think that he should be pushed way harder. And then there would be people that are like, you fucking put him in it? He's just going to have the same match six times. Like, there, you know, it's... I, I, I think he's an outrage one more than a he's a no business one. Okay. Uh Brody King. They could do it, but man, they don't even let him wrestle singles normally, so like ah uh, I I think it would be I like I would love the, for him to be in it. Like to be just one of the bit like the monster of the of a block. I would love for him to be in it though. It would it would it would be dependent oh okay he's injured. Okay. It, oh okay. I think it's for me it would be dependent on the field. Like if if there's a case where it's just like nothing but great dudes like surround them, like I feel like if you get him in there with somebody and, and they're not, you know, and they want to take the night off, like he won't necessarily be able to correct that. Yeah, but we're booking this, so ain't nobody ain't nobody gonna be like that in here. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buddy Matthews. If Andrade don't make it, then why would he? Yeah, I, I always feel like Buddy is like he's never quite as great as you think. And then there's way too much. We already have Kenny Omega likely in this thing, so it's like, uh, I mean, unless you want to want him in strictly to do the mirror match, like that. That's it. Like that. That's all I really got. Chris Jericho. I'm gonna give Chris uh, the tournament off. I think there would be outrage if Jericho was in this thing personally because there's outrage about everything Chris Jericho does. Actually, yeah, this man is this man is on a big big down cycle. Of people that are still complaining as well. Amazing. Um, I, I think obviously I think he would do well in it, but he'd have I to think be he, like he have to be brawler Jericho. He can't he can't be out here trying to carry it or whatever else. He has to basically like wrestle like he wrestled Kingston or Ishi or or Rod, or Roddy Strong like just. Squad dare and just brawl. Yeah. So uh I put him in the would be outrage category. Uh C D, no no business. Uh for for Christopher Daniels, Chuck Taylor, no no business in this thing. Uh Claudio Castagnoli. Gotta be in there. 
He could be in it. Got to be in there. Only thing I could say is like maybe they don't put every BCC member in it. Like three people, like in not. No, I don't, 12, think, they're, no, not, I don't think they're putting you in there. No. <laughs> stupid. Like I think they might get two, maybe two. I think should but, be probably um, two most from each from any faction. So we've got. We're gonna skip a couple of these. There's some. You know, Cole Cabana, Cole Carter, Colton Gunn, Danhausen, Daniel Garcia. I think he could be in it. Over Andrade? Yeah. I I, I was I think he's way more over than Andrade. Actually, and he just he wrestled Andrade on Saturday. <laughs> hmm. I mean He's good enough to be in it. It's not. That's not the talent's not the issue. Um. Oh, but like, if he's gonna be in there and he's gonna eat a bunch of pins, he's already kind of already doing that. You know. Yeah, I, I think he like makes he just a lot did of that MJF. I, I think he makes a lot of sense with like kind of what he has going on right now, just trying to like tap into you know. Whatever is he, he's is he somebody like, that you have you know have a losing record and get a big win over one of the one of the main eventers? Yes, yeah, that thing that makes sense for him, especially because like that, t- that also like for- informs the story he's on right now. Where like you know MJF just saw, like looked him up and be like, "Do you want to be the wrestler of the sports entertainer?" You're like you're getting the wrestler, and then he goes out here and he's like going back to the path of wrestler. I might still how, do the the dance, but like I can do both. How fucking ironic is MJF talking about that? By the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to see this guy. A guy, a guy that did like a show tune. Before. Yeah. This guy has a broken leg. So uh, get well soon. Dante Martin. Um, Darby Allen, obviously could be in it. Yeah. Could win this fucking thing. You never know. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, It'd be nice for Darby to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we mentioned Dax Harwood earlier. Uh, I think there would be outrage personally. I, I would just be like, why are you wasting spots on a tag team guy? Um, Somebody got you got you you got to think when people do this stuff they just want to put all these stars in here but you have to tier this stuff you have to put people in there to eat pins you have to put do you have to winners. or could you just beat the stars like I it's gonna be amazing if they find twelve people like that are stars that are willing to lay down like this I I just historically that's how it's always worked like you put the roster out there you put people in there and then like you're gonna have people have to you know they're gonna be people they're gonna be like you know. One and four, two and three, you know that's just how it's going to work. You might have somebody go out there and go zero oh and five, and have that part be a part of a story. Yeah, uh, I, I I see Dax like put like, Dustin in there, of... have him go zero oh and five, be like, all right, this 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 the end. Time to wrap it up. <laughs> time to send it. Time to send it on home. Time to go back to Texas. Drillistico, uh, kind of a tag team guy, so nah, nope. uh, no Great. business. Our, nope. I think Dustin Rose is a no business person uh, at this stage. I mean, if you this is how he wants to retire. Yeah, you put him in there and be like, and then you do the zero and five story with yep. him, and then send him off. That's that's the only thing. Yep. Um, Eddie Kingston obviously could be in it. Yeah, uh, even though he's got you know the ROH anchor um, on him, but this is how he sets Eddie up title King- matches. Right, right. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
Ethan Page would be outraged no. for no. sure. No. Hangman Page obviously could be in it. Yeah. Nothing. Unless you're a CM Punk fan, you don't want to see this guy ever. Um, <laughs> Hook. That's an interesting one. No. Um, he's a no, right? He's a but no. But it's like, it, I think that brings into question like another thing with Hook is like, yo, are you going to ever get the ball fucking rolling with this guy? Like, are, are you ever going to like try to move him into like real matches and stuff like they that? They have more information than we do. So and that would suggest that he ain't ready for it. Cause it's not it's cause it's not like they're afraid to let Nick Wayne go out there and do his thing. Well, yeah. I mean Nick Wayne, highly touted prospect, indie superstar. Hook is none of those things. So um <laughs> um But he was over two years ago. But he was over. Two years ago. A lot. But two years ago. You know. It's like maybe maybe they should uh send him out there and be like, yo, let's get it, find out what you got. I'm saying they have. I'm just I'm just thinking they have more information than we do. That's all. Isaiah Cassidy, no business, unfortunately for uh, for brother Zay. Jack Perry, <laughs> I think Jack Perry should be in this thing for sure. That would be a great uh, way well, to. Return. It would be nice for him. To, it would be nice for him to leave suspension to do that. Yeah, like yeah, this is this how this how you get out of the doghouse or whatever. Yeah, real you know. glass, Jack Perry. Let's go, turn it up. I know uh, when I saw the end of Dynamite this week, and I saw Buddy get thrown through that glass. Um, I immediately tweeted, "Real glass!" Like, and it went off. Like, <laughs> it went off. <laughs> Oh man, Jack Perry needs to come back. Welcome, welcome, welcome home. I'm still trying to figure out why he suspended. Right? It's like nigga can't defend himself. It's like two months. Like bring him back. Where you at? It's just, he's, he's literally he's got to be in this. Like if he's not in this, I'm gonna start asking questions. I'm be like, all right, man, what the fuck are we doing, man? Like it's either that or the devil. Like 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 bring my dog. Oh back. my god, bring my dog back. So, um, oh my God, that would make sense. Damn it, Rich! I don't want to see that, but that would make sense if it, if it was him. I mean, you know, all this shit MJF was talking to him earlier in the year, and right, that's know. why it makes you sense. Know? You know, and then they had the, you know the, the the pillars match or whatever else when he you know and he didn't get pinned. Like he was like kind of looking. You know, he, he had the crisis of conscience with the bell. He ultimately didn't use it. He ends up, uh, he ends up getting, uh, you know, end up, you know, getting kept, you know, end up backfiring him because he didn't do that or whatever else. He then turns on Hook after he loses Sonata. Yeah, man, like, it, it, it would make a lot of sense if, if he was a devil. I don't want to see that. Why not? I, I, what's wrong with Jack Perry? I'm kind of done on I'm kind of done on Jack Perry like being pushed or, or the idea of him ever being pushed to the top. I don't think there's enough there uh, outside the ring. I mean, I think the guy's got a huge future still. So, um, you know, 26 years old, four years on national TV, a lot of investment there. Turn heel for the first time. There's gonna be something there, at least with him for, for in the uh, you know when he comes back. There's gonna be, a, I think there's a lot of people waiting for him to either cheer him 
or a lot of people would be upset at him. So it's, it's going to be on him. I don't you know? dislike him. I like him. I just I just think that there's there's a I think there's a ceiling. That's all. Don't mean I don't so, want to watch him wrestle. So we got Jake Hager. He's a no business. Uh, Jay Lethal, absolutely outraged. Like he was actually one of the names that I saw tweeted about the most of people that there was like, oh, it's gonna be Jay Lethal in this thing, and yeah. we all gonna be pissed. Look, bro, that Jared stinks on him, man. Think, remember when? Remember when Jay Lethal first came in AEW? Remember the match he was having? Remember how? Yep. Remember how? Remember how well he was doing? They hated him then too. And, <laughs> that's true. Remember how well he was doing, and then he's in here with this Lethal. He's in here with this Jay. This this. Jeff Jarrett shit and is like this is what becomes of you Jarrettism right there this is what becomes of all of it it's all blight it's all it's all darkness uh Jay White Jay White could be in this thing <sighs> just from PS just from P uh Post traumatic stress. Just from PTSD, I didn't want him in any round robin wrestling tournament ever again. Right? <laughs> yes, I've seen several sorry ass Jay nah, White G ones. Nah, um, not. I'm not. I'm not going through this. I'm not going through this over here. Hey man, I I feel like he's been on his best behavior. Time limits are good for him. Uh, TV the TV format is good for him. There's no threat of him going to a 30 minute draw. Um, you know, yet wait till full gear. When, oh, they, when oh, them yeah, niggas go yeah, fifty, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, my they're, god, they're, they're gonna they're gonna have a long ass fucking match. Like I'm, look when that look I'm when the bell rings when the bell rings on that match at eleven oh five. Nasty, nasty. It's gonna be a lot, man. Jeff Hardy, no business. No, no, no. Jeff Jarrett Can, would be outraged. Send them. Send them both home. Send both of them Jeffs home. John Silver would be outraged. Yeah. It'd be fun, but no. John Johnny TV, John Morrison, no business. Nah. John Morrison. Anyone with QTV? Yes. Nah. John Moxley, obviously, uh, could be in it. Uh, yeah, person. Juice Robinson. I've seen lots of Juice G one matches. Some better than too. others. Uh, nah, Juice man. is not that character anymore. That's true. But Rich, you wasn't watching. You wasn't watching like the 2020 uh, G one. You wasn't watching 2022 G one. I can't. I can't see that stuff, man. I can't see that stuff. Yeah, he's, that man he's was been out there going. That man was out there going sub four with Will Osprey. Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to repeat. I I don't have Zoom, but I'm going to zoom in. He was out here going sub four with Will Osprey. No, I don't want to see Juice in the sub four in the final match of the block. No, I, I like. I think there's a difference between you know people finding what he's doing is like mildly entertaining and him being wacky and stuff like that, but like. Bell to bell tournament top stars, great, great top of the best workers. Like I would not put juice in 12. Right. That's the thing here. Right. It's not 20. It's not 24. It's not like, 32. It's 12. Given what juice's role is, he, this is not for the best for him to be out here. Like going, you know, two and three. 
No. So don't put I, him I put in. him in the no business category, actually. Fair point by me. Because, like, Stick I don't. I don't think there would necessarily be outrage for him because he's popular enough. And he's been having some good-ass matches ever since he came in. I don't think he has any business being in it. Like, you can make an argument that he has comeback wrestler of the year if there was such such thing as an award like that. (laughs) You can make that argument that he has comeback wrestler of the year. That's how how well this was from what it was like with Rock Hard Juice Robinson. You absolutely can make that argument. I, but... This is this isn't this does not benefit him in the long run putting him in this thing to go out here and, and do that. No, it would not. Katsuyori Shibata. <laughs> Roll him out. You want the man to have uh five matches, huh? Look, um It depends on the block. I can be talked to it depending on the block. I'm putting him in, could be in it. Yeah. I can be talked to, into it. Like he's in the dancing block, then I'd be like, you know, I'm I'm in. I ain't got to worry about them going out here and having no head trauma. They just going to avoid heads. They just going to go out here and just hit people in the, each other in their chest and neck. Do you know how Danielson got the, the orbital bone injury? No. You're going to be fucking blown. He got it locking up. The headbutt or something? I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, it was like, he did the lock up. His shit got broke. Then he wrestled the match. I... Freak accident. Um, Keith Lee. You want to throw a monster go, in? Yeah, he could. You could put him as a, as a big man in the block. Um, Does he not want to do jobs? No, he did a job this week to Samoa Joe. You know what I mean? Does he want to do jobs to the average size AEW wrestler, not someone that's I, actually I like around think, size? I don't think Keith will have an issue doing business. I think I, I'm just wondering because, like, I don't see him, and like a lot of times you don't see people in AEW is they don't want to do jobs. I think in Keith's case, it's a little different. He's health? actually kind of nah. I don't. I don't think it's a health thing. There's like, there's something like, I don't know how much I can really say. If, but if you uh, can't speak on it, does yeah, I, can, I can't speak on it. You know something you don't know. There's a reason. Yeah. Okay, it's fine by me. Yeah. So it's nothing bad though. So okay. Um, but will it ever as change? Far as, as far as a tournament, yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Um. I still want that fucking swerve Keith Lee match. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> you to go to a year since they broke up. Fuck. Um, but uh, as far as like being in this tournament, I don't think there would be outrage. But he's been such a non-factor. It would it would almost be have to had to be framed as like a fresh start for him. So right. I'll put him in. I'll put him in the could be in it. Okay. I'm okay with some of those, some people like that. Like we just mentioned Andrade. I'll mention Pack. Like I'll, you know, we get the Warlow. Warlow being like, yeah, do you want to reintroduce people? This, this is a good way to do it. You put them in this thing. Kenny Omega. No, no duh. Yeah, no brainer. Kip Sabian would be outraged. He was on that 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 Jay Lethal list. People I would be like, say no. Just a, he ain't good enough for it anyway. Like they ain't no outrage. He ain't gonna be in it. <laughs> Commander. Fortunately, no business. Yeah. Kanosuke Takeshita could be I would love it. for him to be in it. Get to see him do something besides, you know, just stand there stoically next to Don. Yeah. Yeah. You know. How many weeks ago was it? How many days has it been since he beat Kenny Omega Colleen? Or Jesus. not Colleen, but beat him. Um, it's been... Ago? It's been about two months and and a week, I would say. <laughs> I thought you were about to hit me with that Brian McKnight. 
and give me the specific day, oh. day months, days, weeks, and hours. I'm like, God <laughs> damn. I mean, they've they've terroristic booking has been unleashed on Kenny Omega <laughs> this year, and I have you know just kind of oh let it God. push it to the side at the moment. Like, I'm I'm gonna start beating the drum soon. So, um. But uh, Kota Ibushi, highly unlikely he would be in this thing. Uh, I'll just put him in the no business category. Kyle Fletcher. Now, but he's too. I don't think he's a big enough name. Now, you talk about young guys and people that they want to do something with, and they could put them in there. They could even give him a little mini push. I I feel like he's a could be in it because I don't think anybody would be upset about him Fletcher? being in it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would want to, look. I wouldn't mind him being in it. I just think you know, if you put the cash in, there's yeah. two people in the it's, same it's package. That's spot. the top. Yeah. Like, do you want him or do you want Guevara? You know. Right. 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 I probably pick uh, Guevara. And Sammy's got the he's got the head deal right now, so he's going to be uh, going that long to where he can't come, like. Well, he's not he's not cleared for this. He he's supposed to be in that street fight this week, but uh But when does it he, start? Uh, what's up? When does this tournament start? I don't know. I th- I think okay. maybe the week after full gear, if I'm not mistaken. So there's still okay, so there's still like in theory like two more weeks? Possibly, yeah. So hopefully, you know, he hopefully has a decision, you know, hopefully the decision's not taken out of his hands. Yeah. Um But uh Lance Archer. I think he's a no business, sir. Um, nope, really? I know, I, I know people like Lance. I like Lance. Lance is like, and he's good, and he's been good in, in Brown Robbins too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I'll say this: Lance Archer is not better than Sammy Guevara. Like, we can end that right now. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think that Lance has been a victim of a huge roster. And there's not a lot of upside for Lance Archer. You know right. what he is. He's, he's a monster. You think he's a lot older than you think he is, too. A lot older than you think. And then it's like you put him in there. He's probably losing a lot. They kind of like to protect some of these big guys yep. from like losing a lot. Um, I would put him in a no business. Like even though like I think he would do awesome in a tournament. Right. You know what? We shouldn't even be discussing him because he's going to the World Tag League. As monster okay. sauce. Okay. So, um, Lee Johnson, no business. Um, Lee Moriarty, no business. Is he business. still on Honeymoon? Oh, no, no he's back. He's yeah, back. He's back. Yeah. Um, Lee Moriarty, no business. Luchasaurus, no business. Uh, Luther, no business. Okay. You just fuck with me over here. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no, wait, is he Luther or is he Luther now? Didn't they change the spelling for, for the... Nah, for the, I, I, for I the, don't think they changed it. Nah, okay, nah. I thought it was like they took the ER and made that it That would be funny. Luther? Yeah. I could have swore uh, I saw that. Oh, man, yeah, I don't know. Um, Malachi Black. He should be this guy, don't man. he don't work singles matches. Like, I don't... <laughs> it's weird, man. Yeah, so... Ugh. Maybe that man looks like, look, man, that Cody experience just has me shaking. I just can't get over it now. I just can't. 
Like I put him in the he he could be in it. He but should be in this fucking thing. Highly unlikely. Like give it, me my fucking Kenny Omega Malachi Black match, Tony Khan. God damn it. Mark Briscoe. You know what? Mark Briscoe, every time he wrestles, gets over. Because he's uh, he's a good ass wrestler. On T and I think as a singles wrestler, he's the perfect lost post yeah. in this thing or you want to tell a fucking like great story his match with Jay White this week I really enjoyed it right um, imagine him versus Moxley imagine him versus Danielson imagine him versus Kingston imagine him right. versus Hangman you want to break him out as a singles person and be like alright you know we, we show reference to or we showed you know deference to his brother and you know the Briscoes tag team but like the person that's here now is Mark yeah like Mark and look, I think Either Mark or Dak he, should be in this fucking thing. Look, either one. You, don't you give, care. You, pick you one. give me the pick of one. I'm gonna take Mark. I'm just saying, like some there should be a tag guy in here that goes out here to showcases or goes out here and like his excuse for losing is he's a tag guy. He's really fucking talented. He has great ass matches, but he's a tag guy, so he's going to lose. I believe Mark Davis is injured, so. Uh, don't worry about that. Mark Quinn also injured. Matt Hardy, definitely a would-be outrage. And a no business. Um, <laughs> Matt Hardy is in this thing. I, was I, he the I, first I, AEW grifter? The first AEW grifter? Yes. No. Absolutely not. Who, um, <laughs> Yes. It's Cody Rhodes all day. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Cody Rhodes is the first AEW grifter. <laughs> Look at the results. <laughs> it's like it's Look like well, you know, Matt, like, you know, Matt Hardy showed up during the pandemic. Nigga, Cody showed up at the press conference for the opening. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Ultimate grifter. Yes. Oh, and he got the biggest grifting network in the company. Still to this day. Amazing. You know, did he lead him behind? They'd be like, "Hey, you keep 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 your eyes and ears open for me over here." You know, it, it like the reverse clutch situation. Neither leave, <laughs> leave, leave a couple of tentacles over there. Be like, "Hey, if, you know, can I come back?" You know, keep keeping keep keep oh, an eye out. Man, it's gonna be real nasty when Cody finished that story with the AEW World Title in three years. <laughs> it's gonna be real nasty. He never he never was that shit in WWE. <laughs> It's gonna oh, get fucked, man. and then he goes up, comes back home, if you will, and wins it for Jacksonville. Oh, that'd be nasty! Oh, that'd Disgusting. be nasty! And he finally get it come back this time. He'd be like, you know, who you got? Who, who you got on top? You know about MJF again? No, not after what we just did. Put it on Cody. If you want to go to MJF again, have it be on Cody and have him take it off Cody. Matt Jackson, think no, no, no. Matt don't want to do it. Yeah, like Matt wouldn't, <laughs> Matt wouldn't want to do it. Like, and I think he, like, you know. Five singles matches? No. Yeah, why would I do that? You know. Um, Has he even had five singles matches in AEW history? I remember him wrestling against. Phoenix. Phoenix. Pac. Yeah. He had a match. He had a Rich. match against Pac, and he had a match against Phoenix, I believe. Rich, this man. Then you want to have a match against Hangman. If there was anybody that that I wanted Hangman to uh, to 
beat up. It was Matt Jackson at that time. He didn't want to do that. That man ain't ready to wrestle no five singles matches. Yeah. Yeah. He would be great, but, you know. Hmm. Yeah, it ain't what you're looking for. Yeah. Matt Menard, definitely not. No, no business. The nipples will not be hard over here in, in the AEW Continental Classic. We um, already passed it. We were, but uh, yeah, Matt Lenard, Angelo Parker. Look, man, uh, I saw a clip of uh, you didn't see the full one. I saw the one you watched. You yeah, didn't see the. I, didn't see the, the, the I, I don't care. I don't care about the full clip. I don't care about the rest well, of the context. You need to. You need to. What I care about was I saw a zoomed in clip of Angelo Parker and Ruby Soho, and they was in the and they was and they was talking and chatting and flirting, and boy, that looked like that. That was some real on-screen chemistry. That was some real on-screen chemistry. Like, if, if that, if, 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 look, I'm not going to speculate. I don't know. I don't care. It ain't my business. But when I, I saw that and I was like, I want the Ruby Soho, Angelo Parker rom-com right now. Put it on, look, put it on BTE, put it on AEW YouTube. I'll watch it. Because that was some real chemistry going on. That was some George Clooney, Julia Roberts chemistry. <laughs> they was eye oh. fucking the shit out of each other. I, I I contend that the second that ends, like so, like you missed a part of the clip. So like these, I don't care about like, the rest. You tell me, I just let people know before you get to it. I don't care about the rest. That's what, I, what I'm interested in. What I'm interested in. Go ahead, Rich. They break them up, uh-huh. and then Soraya and Daddy Magic come face to face. Soraya uh-huh. is. I need to fight. Kind of like you're, they're they're trying to keep them apart, essentially. Oh. So, so oh, the deal so, is like day face to face after that, and it's like it's this is moment of tension, and it's right there, and I think they they know it, and the so people they, that's actually going to get together. So their friends came each other away. Yes, like they keeping right. their friends away, but they're going to fuck around and actually like I I see it now. Rich, it's like Romeo and Juliet. You finish the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I say so the fuck of it. Good boy, I saw I saw them two look at each other. I was like, "Oh man!" Look, it's is it's even more than you think. <laughs> um, Max Caster, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Max Electra hand, Max Caster, absolutely the fuck not. No, no way. <laughs> Michael Ta- Nakazawa hasn't wrestled in years. Oh my um, god, is he still employed? He is. Yes. Is he like a liaison still? Yes. Okay. Get them checks. Because uh, keep getting them checks and don't wrestle on my TV screen ever again. Mike Bennett, the kingdom of or half of the kingdom, uh, would be outrage for me. I don't even have an outrage. Just no. <laughs> Just no. Mike Santana. Ooh. You know, this would be a great place to introduce him, get him in the singles thing. He wanted to go singles. He just had the thing with Ortiz. Yeah. This would be a nice spot for him. Will he get in? Probably not, but I would like to see him in here. You know, I feel like there's a... You know, he's... His whole thing is how held back he's been. And... If he fucks around and goes two and three, what does that mean? You know, like, I'm like, hey, man. That's a perfect. It's up to you now, right? You can show and, us. Look, and you know, he go he loses one of the matches, like he goes two and three or whatever else, or one and four. He just beat up somebody at the end, and then he, there's a feud right there for cost somebody at the end. Yeah, 
I just give him no shot in hell at like winning. Of course not. Winning. So it's like He's someone who will have a losing record in this. Yes. So I don't I, I think if they announce him, it would not. I think that Santana is charismatic enough and a good enough promo to do sink and swim with eating losses. Like, I'm not saying he's he's he'd be as good as a swerve, but I think he's someone that can survive eating losses and still get over in spite of eating losses. I'll put him in the could be in it pile. Miro. He he don't even want to be in it. He have to do jobs. Don't, don't even no don't even business don't for me. Him. I know people be like, oh, we love Miro. I'm like, hey, man, that man got one idea. Well, uh, he has two. <laughs> and, he has two. Squash so small just, people have have me slapping match with big people. He has two He has two ideas. Look, I was going to say, he had one idea, and she just walked in the company, calling God herself hot and flexible. So, um, Who's ass did he kick a few weeks ago? Somebody came knocking on the door. Action and dread. No. Actually, uh, it was a young wrestler. Right. I, I don't. I don't recall. Can somebody in the chat tell us who uh, Miro? Might have been Action Andretti. Maybe. Could have been. Um. Uh, so MJF is the champion. So if he yeah. wants to be in it, sure. But um. I mean, the way he's been wrestling lately, he'd be good as fucking it. But no champions. So, Nick Comoroto, absolutely not. Nick Jackson would be fucking phenomenal in this thing. Yeah. Um, I'll put him in the could be in it. I mean, you know, you throw him in. Look, Dax, Mark Briscoe, him. Like, he's in, he could be that per, like tag wrestler you throw in there and, you know, has a, has a losing record. But, you know, does the thing. Because, obviously, he's the best of, of those people in that p- position. Let's see. Dax on Dax is on two lists for me. <laughs> Nick Wayne. Um, now nah. I feel like it's too early. Uh, yep, but is that what it is? You know, there's nothing wrong with going young. I think, and um, remember, I don't think he's. Uh, remember last year when uh when the Grand Prix had the pre Grand Prix for like the last uh, th- uh was it three slots four slots? Yeah. Yeah. Like he'd be in that. He's Saida. Yeah, like Saida and Lady C and and Ami Saray and Hina and Rena, like and Hannon. Like he'd be in that, not this. Or no, Hannon actually made it. But you know my point. Like he'd be in one of those, not not the actual real thing. He'd be in that competing and ultimately fall short. And he hope next year he wins it or whatever else. But not not no no. Orange Cassidy. Obviously, he could be in it, but he's you know he's a champion, so. Um. Ortiz, I think he's, I think he's a no businesser. Yeah. If you want to reintroduce Pac, you could do it here. Yeah. No one will actually be upset about um, <laughs> Brewhaven. There's nothing wrong with going young. Is an insane quote out of context. Yes, it is. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Don't don't quote it out of context. <laughs> um, Parker Brugero. No. He's still on the roster? He's still there. Yep. Why? Um, no answer for you. Okay. Paul White, massive man. No business. Outrage. 
Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Uh, outrage. Um. Then we Holy got... shit! It's tall, Paul, baby. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Give me one second. Oh man! So going through this, you get reminded like this roster has a lot of like people on it. A lot of people. Um, like you know, I see people like Keem talk about like you know. They can cut the fat or whatever else. And I'm like, eh, you know, they got, you know, they got three AEW shows and they also got ROH. So I don't know. And you name these people and I'm like, nah, this person has no chance of, of being on this thing. It's like, <laughs> you know, if you want to keep people fresh, this, I like the fact that they have a lot of depth. But, you know, Austin, you can cut some overhead if you, if you, if you so choose. It's up to you. Penta could be in it. Peter Avalon, no business. We were just talking about people that never mind. Powerhouse Hobbs. Interesting one. Because I don't think it would necessarily be great in it. There would not be outrage, I don't think. No, there would not be. Um, you like, this is, they're finally showcasing him. Yeah. Like, he can go, th- you know, you can go like three and two and then beat somebody big. And not I'll, win. I'll put him in the could be in it bucket. He, he can get like he can get the big muscle guy push in that way, you know. Press advance, no business. QT would be outrage. Oh yeah. I mean, there's outrage when he's ever on my screen. So stupid. Ray Phoenix. I think he's injured right injured. now, but uh, I'd love for him to make a miracle return. Yeah. Um, and someone please let Ibu know that he's absolutely insane for his ranking of Ray, Ray Phoenix. Um, <laughs> I'm sure y'all did I let him know in his audio. Luchadors, what happened? Yeah, uh, he had an insane Luchador ranking list. He was like saying like Raul Mendoza was like better than Vikingo or something like that. I was what? like, All right, bro, no, like, <laughs> what you, are we I, doing, look, man? I like Raul Mendoza. He is not Vikingo. <laughs> no, no. Oh, uh, Ricky Starks. Could be in it. Tag champion. That's true. So, uh, no no point in really discussing them there, but um, Roderick Strong. He could be in it. And James, I watched his match on Collision this week. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've never seen Roderick Strong more over in his entire career. And it's due to the comedy shit, and he's going to end up a baby face. Yeah, okay, it's fine. Um, look, uh, if we talk about that, this is stage for reduce some people, right? He gets his ass off that, out that fucking wheelchair and take off that f- stupid ass, goofy ass neck brace and be Roderick strong again. Great. I would love it. I miss Roderick strong wrestling. Roosh. This this tournament is crying out for somebody like Roosh. He don't give a fuck. He's a badass. He's going to bust his ass every match. Sign me up for some Roosh in this thing. Yeah, Roosh getting that Tony Khan money is 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 the best Roosh we've 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 seen. Uh, Sammy Guevara is injured, so 
Uh, I'll move on. Samoa Joe, uh, he could be in it. Well, it makes sense for him to be in it because he wants to, you know, he wants a title shot, and he lost the one he had, so there's no reason why he would get one other than win this thing. So, yeah. Satnam Singh, Jesus, um, no business. Let's just like make it. Let me make it real quick. All the Jared, all the whole Jared act. No, like if you want to say you want to say Sanjay Jutt next, the answer's fuck no too. Outrage, outrage. Raven saying he's so bummed we never got Roosh versus Punk. Why? Oh, you like, wanted to see Roosh chop shit out of him. Punk would freak out after a single Roosh chop. Sir, Sir Sam says yes, that's true. See. I already knew where they were going with that. He's gonna hit him. He wants to see the uh, punk take one of the big overhands. I already knew where that was coming. Well, I mean, you know, Jack Perry was man enough to stand up to it, so you know, he's like, <laughs> not for long. <laughs> you know, I didn't hear him crying. You know, oh, he too young in the business realize he got her getting taken advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> Can't quite recognize you a victim. <laughs> oh, man. That combined with the going young and a proud Jesus. <laughs> what are we oh, on wow. tonight? Yeah, out of context. Yeah, man. Look. Do we have to say, yo, that's crazy every five yeah. minutes on this show now? That's crazy. Has, yeah. Has, has has Mason Cameron ruined podcasting? Look, they they have found a way to get the original gag back in. You know, they decided to not use pause. They're just like, hey, yo, that's crazy. So, you know, they're you know, protecting themselves. From any accusations, uh, Scorpio Sky would be outraged. So they did the vignette thing for him on at the, on the beginning opening collisions. Like, is he is he a regular on collision or no? Brother, um, I do Damn, not believe Scorpio he is. is a nothing. Jesus, Buhi. yeah, like it's like. That, the time has passed. Are you saying this stuff just for us to read it for us to say out loud? Because this is brutal. <laughs> the chat is so burying Scorpio Sky right now. Jesus. Um, Serpentico, no business. Sean Dean, no business, unfortunately. Um, the captain? The captain. Man, whoop MJF. I just pulled a Stugats. Like, I just going to say yeah. nickname or whatever. Captain. Yeah, useless. Useless wastes of space and time. Sean Spears would be outraged. He's still employed? Yes. Okay. Get Sting, sign him up. <laughs> we gonna get good use out of you before you lay it down, Sting. You don't been in a round robin tournament before. You don't work the G one one once or twice. Work rate, Sting. Let's go. Danielson versus Sting. Omega versus Sting. Let's see it. I want to get Kenny Omega in the ring with Sting before he lays it down. This is how we do it. I would love to see Sting in this thing. Run it. Can Sting take the one wing angel? No, no, that's not. That's not. Can he take the one wing angel? Can Sting take can, take the Snapdragon suplexes? Oh my god! No, no. Here's the thing. They shouldn't do it. But wow. when, when look when they get into when they get into the third act of that match and he hits uh, his first Snapdragon and Sting gets up no cells and beats his chest, I will fucking lose it. <laughs> I will fucking lose it. I will jump on my chair like, let's fucking go. <laughs> Brewhaven, Danielson versus Sting, but somehow Danielson is the one that gets hurt. God, God damn, damn it. Oh, uh, so Sting, unfortunately, no business on being in this. Um, Stu Grayson would be outraged. 
for sure. He just got back. Nope, don't yeah. do that to him. Stu Grayson. Swerve. Absolutely should be in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hell. Could win this thing. Would bother me. Tony Nice. Man. You know, I'm I'm a long time Tony Nice guy here. But I feel like Tony Nice is on outrage meter. Um I think I think Tony Nice is an awesome worker and not pushed as, you know, he's not pushed as anything really meaningful or anything. So um uh, fortunately he's a no business kind of guy here. Yeah. He's still Trent, doing, he's still doing the thing with Mark Sterling. I think they're still associated, yeah. Okay. Um Trent Beretta. Um for me, he would be yes. Only he's only allowed to work his matches on Rampage, though. If he has to work anywhere else, like you know, throw him in the would be outraged um thing here. Friday night trend is real. Uh, my man Black Saber Jr. I always see him tweeting about it. That Trent goes to ninety nine overall on Friday nights, no matter where it is, uh, whether it's uh, in uh, <laughs> New Japan, uh, Strong Rampage, whatever it is. Friday nights, he don't he don't know he don't care about the event. It's just Friday, like Rebecca Black, and he shows up. It goes off. Look, man, Friday like Trent's Chris a, Tucker. Look, man, Trent's a, a go hard so. I I would love for him to be in this thing. He go he let him go at one five. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh man. Trent um, don't care about winning and losing. Hey, can we bring Kazarian back to be in to go on five in this bitch too? Man, give me a good old Kazarian Look, match. Put Kazarian in one block. Those. Put Trent in the other. Both of them go on five. I might I might need to see the next time he's advertising Impact and check out a Kazarian match. Because uh, that guy was awesome. Yep. Um, all right. So our list of guys feasibly that could be in it. And, you know, there would necessarily be like, all right, you know, it's like I understand what's happening here. There's no reason for uh, really be upset or anything. But obviously, Brian Danielson's already in this thing. Kind of left the champions out. Adam Copeland, Andrade, Bandito, Claudio, Daniel Garcia, Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, Hangman Page, Jack Perry, Jay White, John Moxley, Cassiori Shibata, Keith Lee, Kenny Omega, Kanosuke Takeshita, Kyle Fletcher, Malachi Black, Mark Briscoe, Mike Santana, Nick Jackson, Dax Harwood, Pac, Penta, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ray Phoenix, Roderick Strong, Roosh, Samoa Joe, Trent, and... We actually have two more guys to discuss. Okay. Wardlow could absolutely be in this thing. He could absolutely be in it, yeah. He should be in this to reintroduce himself, send him towards um, MJF. He could win this in theory. Uh, Wardlow's on it. And then our final person, Wheeler Yuta. No. Outrage. Not big enough name. Pin eater. I think think Wheeler's, like, good enough to, you know, wrestle amongst, like, Oh yeah, he's people. definitely good enough, but it's it's a star power thing, and also the the, the roster positioning. He's the, he's the pin like, eater for the for the faction. I was gonna say yeah, he's like the fourth guy in his unit, so kind of kind of hard to see that there. So um, you know, and that list of, of names that we had that could be in it is in the twenties. 
I don't have the exact number here, but uh, I could probably find it. Lord McDonald yeah. says you are getting a block with Brother Zay, Jeff Hardy, and Jeff Jordan. You will like it. I won't like it. I won't watch it. Yeah, I, I'll turn this shit off just like I did the yeah. other week on MJF. <laughs> look, they, look, AEW right now is currently putting out five hours <laughs> weekly uh, live or, or weekly episodic television. I am watching two of them. So as far as the outrage, uh, I think if you see Stu Grayson pop up in this, it's going to be outrage. Uh Brian Cage, Chris Jericho, Dax Harwood, the only man to make two lists, uh, <laughs> Ethan Page, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, John Silver, Kip Sabian, Matt Hardy, Paul White, QT Marshall, Scorpio Sky, Sean Spears. I don't think there'd be outrage over Will Yuta. He's a weird one. There'd be um, outrage because it'd be like, he's a pen eater, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like so, the funny part is you went through all those names. The only person like immediately I first said like actually suggested nope, immediately my first thought was suggesting outrage. The first only person I thought of was QT Marshall. <laughs> Everybody else was like, You're just for outrage. Everyone, like me was like, nah. Outrage if he's in here. He has no fucking business being in this thing. For who for what? What are we doing? Yeah. Are we, ma- are we making nope. new stars or are we fucking off? Uh, I didn't write it I didn't record the no business ones, but uh, you guys know what they are. Um all in all, it's said to be an interesting tournament. I hope they um, send a message with this one because, like, the Owen Hart tournament should have been, like, I think a lot better. Like, I, I think the presentation the first year and the, and the second year obviously had dramatic differences um, yeah. that had, had to do with, like, only a certain show being allowed to have the tournament and um, – the, t- the style of wrestler in it and it's just just poor planning all around um and you know i don't think that tournament's kind of lived up to uh the lofty expectations but you know every time you announce something new you got a chance and i think you know there's a lot a lot of you know people that you know watching new japan followed this promotion into AEW with this pretty excited about it want to see how they kind of you know put their own spin on it and um i don't know i'm, I'm prepared for how they do it, honestly. Like, are they going to go the the big upsets in night one? Or are they going to, you know, play it like that? This, they don't get much more sports than this unless they just completely fuck it off. Um, you know, sports presentation. Like, this is not, you know, um, <laughs> the this is not the kangaroo kick. You know, this is not the, the, the Chinese food is too spicy. Uh, this is like, this is points, you know, two points, one point, zero points. Like, that's it. Uh, I hope the finals are Omega versus Danielson, and um, you know why not? He, like the, the the way Danielson is saying, and he wants to make this the greatest tournament uh, in wrestling, and got twelve people here. Go with those two. You go with, give somebody else an opportunity, but like <sighs> I think you got to do Danielson and Omega two uh, at some point. Yeah. Don't, you know, yeah, and um, what's the time limit uh, situation? I forgot. I think it's just twenty minutes. I think. Okay, okay, that's good because that's what they do for uh, non-title matches anyway. So, yeah, so um, yeah, man, um, you know, 
time time keeps on slipping or uh, early for, <laughs> for early beginning early like a non-title match for 20 minutes because that cody yeah. in darby first match with 20 right yes Uh, anyway, what, what did you think of, of this announcement, like, of them doing this? I think it's cool. I, I'm also interested to see how it works, because that's one of the things that always interested me, is, like, how would this work on American television? And the, I think the only thing I've ever saw, really, is examples when they did that Cruiserweight Classic deal. Or not Cruiserweight Classic, but, like, the Cruiserweight, like, round-robin thing that had, like, Swerve and um, Elephant Tasmo and um, Drake Maverick and Kushida in it. And it was only... It's only three people per block, so it was only six participants anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was it was in the middle of the you know the pandemic, and they were in LA Fitness, so um, I was like one of the only five people that was watching and covering NXT at the time. <laughs> so, uh, but I remember that's when I first like you know NXT like noticed something was where was like you know he's really fucking good. And Garza was in it too, I believe. Uh, yeah, NXT did no, no, that's one this year. Break out tournament 2019. Never mind, never mind. Um, but yeah, just uh, was like. People are fucking good, uh, but like it's kind of a, you know, kind of a thing where like they're just being exper- experimental and they don't really know what to do with it. And ultimately, you know, the thing they did was like, all right, uh, Drake Maverick is winning, but he, we'll, we'll give him his job back, you know. And that actually was a fun that story. That shit was disgusting, bro. All oh, that shit was disgusting. That shit bro. popped like... a rating, Rich. Remember? Yes, remember, right, I remember, remember he was that. like, "This shit, this shit ain't gonna work." I was like, "Rich, this, this shit is like he's really he's doing well with this." And the shit popped the rating at the end. And bro, what did I they was, do? I was put him in there with Big Damu. Bro, I was like, bro, I was like, this is damn near like a most disgusting promotional. Like, like had it not been for they like several other things, yeah, bro, and like his entire storyline was like just just exploited. Like, like his yep. real life firing was exploited. Like. Yeah, like get fucked. Like I don't. They laid that man <laughs> off. They laid that man off during the pandemic, and then and brought then, him back. To and then made themselves. And then was, and then he did a good job. But then they and then they look what they did. They baby faced themselves. Oh, we'll give you your job back. Man, yep. fuck y'all, man. Yep. Like I don't. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Why this shit lost? <laughs> oh, Brewhaven said NXT did a G one this year. Yeah, they oh, did. I didn't know that. Um. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. So Dynamite last week um, started with a AW World Title match, uh, but before we get to that, um, we had story. We we had the MJF Variety Hour uh, to begin the show. Uh, MJF, you know, asked asked him about Jay White uh, pinning him last week. Said it's not going to happen again. Of course, Adam Cole pops up on the screen, looking seven thousand years old, um, basically imploring you know him to take Joe up on his offer. If he wants to beat the guns, uh, MJF was like, hell no, nah, he has a plan. But first, he's got to handle Garcia. Then Garcia walks in. Uh, MJF is talking about his you know, talent over tenure stuff, questions whether he's getting the professional wrestler or the sports entertainer. No word on if he was looking into a mirror or not. Um, 
Then, you know, Garcia said he's getting a professional wrestler. Then he walked off. Roddy rolls in and screams, uh, doing, you know, the bullshit. And uh, MJF was like, nah. And cut, cut off the video. Strong, you know, was like, it's time to remind everyone who the hell he is. Um, and then the show starts. And I'm like, man, I'm getting messages from Jeremy. I'm tired as MJF starts to show shit. Like, <laughs> Oh. It's only the second week it's happened too. It's funny. Yes, it's amazing. the yeah. The rope this man does not have right now. Yeah. Um. Then we get the match. MJF versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, this was kind of worked in a way where like Garcia was like several levels underneath MJF. Um, kind of reminiscent of like the Hangman Page Dante Martin title match they randomly had that one time, where he just like kind of beat him like without like really much of a challenge i'd say um i thought they were gonna you know go crazy i thought it was just cool um and there was like a lot of um uh mjf like doing a lot of talking and stuff so he was trying to sneak you know the shit in there uh, in between all the stuff i was enjoying it i thought it was like gonna be five more minutes left in the match and they just won i was like oh okay so never mind (laughs) <laughs> I, thought, I, still thought, I still thought they were. I feel. I still thought like uh, I really was into the match and and was enjoying where they were headed. And I thought where they were headed was going to be like five more minutes, and then it ended. I was like, oh okay, guess not. Right, right. Still um, very like good, it, not great. Like it, it was cool, but it was like, yeah, I thought y'all were. I thought y'all was gonna, you know, try to send a message with this, but you know, it's like Garcia's got a long way to go, seemingly. But um, after I mean, the match, maybe does so whatever. Uh, MJF offered a handshake and all that, but uh, Garcia was going to shake it. Menard and Parker was like, "Hell no, nah, get your ass over here!" And uh, he, he was like, "You going to keep following those guys and all this other shit?" So crowd was chanting for Garcia. Something's going on with them, but we'll see. Yeah, Sting and Darby against the Outrunners, um, this team that popped up on Dark, the dying days of AW Dark, that have stuck around working in ROH there. Kind of like a throwback uh, kind of team, kind of kind of irony type thing. Uh, you know, pretty funny like character guys. Um, they got destroyed uh, by Sting <laughs> Sting and Darby here, and uh, this was like Sting had not wrestled in Portland, Oregon since 1989. Um, <laughs> and we got that staff from Jim Valley. Yep, Jim Valley uh, basically was like you know this first time Sting was there uh, since then. Uh, you know, the Sting exhibition didn't have any problem with this. That's says it's cool. <sighs> then we got uh Tony Storm backstage with uh <laughs> Carl Sheeta and Tony Storm earlier today. The wait, screen wait, turns... the post match for the Edge and Christian stuff wasn't after this, or no? Or was that last? Uh, week? that was last week. Okay, thank okay. Sorry. So uh, they did the uh, Carl Sheeta. They were in black and white. I immediately get um antsy because i see this japanese woman and then this uh you know like 1940s style presentation i'm like are they about to try to do some like world war ii shit like i i just want no parts of this whole thing and she just basically like what has happened to tony storm uh she's still pissed about what happened at all in she says she's gonna be the first uh, three-time women's champion um or Tony Storm did, and you know she was never going to have the spotlight. Well, the story. Um, oh, hold on, let me start. The sto- whole story was kind of like explaining <clears throat> like ever since Sheeta won the belt off of Tony Storm at the t- 
200th episode or two second anniversary. Was it 200 episode or, or the two year? 200. Not in my 200. Yeah, I was there and I can't remember which one it was. So, um, ever since she won it off of Tony Storm, there like that was like that sent Tony Storm going to go nuts, to go crazy, and like when she thought that she was going to become the first ever three time champion at, in Wembley, she the it didn't happen, and that drove her more crazy. And then, like, then she she her dream being the third first ever three time champion got taken by Sheeta, and it drove her more insane. And now she's in the state that she's in. Yeah. So yeah. Um. She said, chin up, tits out, watch her to shoe. Uh, she just smacked that shit out of her hand. Yes. <clears throat> just get it in the ring. Yeah, match should be good. Best match of the night up next, uh, Swerve Strickland taking on Penta. Um, this was like a high-end uh, PWG kind of style match. Like I could have saw this at, you know, at any high-level, like, you know, kind of promotion that was running, you know, the past couple years. Um this is awesome. This is just like, yep. you know, phenomenal chemistry. It feels like these guys are very familiar with each other. Um, you know, you can draw connections with with them back in um, Lucha Underground. You know, Lucha Underground, and um, they've kind of traveled in similar circles over the years. And um, it was uh, like I thought it was just like phenomenal counters uh, with them, and then you know, Swerve ended up you know getting the win over um penta and this kind of sets up hangman page to come back uh this week yeah, on commentary he said he was banned it. yeah they said he was banned for the match so it was like okay what's that bell ring though yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was he, it. I was oh like, he, he got to run it whoop this man asses sure enough he got to run it so hangman runs out black jacket uh the the chair and he started hauling off on uh, on a swerve and uh, you know throwing punches, whooping his ass like with the uh, with the um, with the chair. It all culminates in a buck or uh, the uh, move he does. Dead off. Or whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. The the dead eye, I believe, is called dead eye. That's what it is. Yeah, does the dead eye and uh, threw a table off the uh, the joint uh, the stage. And immediately there, I was like, oh, I think this is going to be a no rules match. And sure enough, uh, we find out Saturday, uh, it is a Texas death match now. Hangman cut an incredible promo on Collision uh, about the entire situation. It was kind of like interspliced with like video packages and all that. And it was like kind of like a live promo. It's like one of the ones that Moxley does. Um, and it was just like he had just some killer lines in it where he was like, you know, I'm going to piss on your grave like. Um, he's like, I was gonna, I need to get the, the text that, that he said, but, um, it, it was just like, yes, let this nigga go. Like, why, why do they not let this man like talk more? Like it was awesome. Like it was like the match, the tone, match, the energy of it. And it was just like, you basically, you got hell to pay. Like, like you didn't cross the wrong line. Essentially like you, you went in my house and. You got to pay to pay the cost, and it was like some dead serious shit. So, um, how have we still figured out where where Mrs. Hangman was, or Hang Woman, where the Hang Woman was while the home was being raided? No, brother, I I no. have no idea. No, I have no idea where uh, the Hang Woman was. Uh, you know, maybe maybe she was you know taking a stroll, you know, out, out in the, you know the, out in the with country the born, with a newborn baby with the baby. 
you know, in, in in the, with, the, with the baby unattended. Look, call CPS. Every, everybody raised their, their children different, Not so like I don't. <laughs> um, so I need Miss Handman to put that shit on. And when I mean all, when I mean that shit, I mean handcuffs. <laughs> um, so we got a video package for the street fight next week. Just a comedy uh, of like John Cowles voicing over the, the thing with the video game playing in the back. Uh, with like the like a dragon thing, and I'm like, this is pure comedy at this point. Um, yeah, like I don't even know what to say. Like, what this Neither shit? <laughs> it's a, it was a, you know, this promotional thing for a video game. So I think we'll see Kuza. It's called Like a Dragon now. Like I a dragon. Oh, okay. Um, so immediately I'm like, Kota Bushi gonna fight the Yakuza? Man, what, this is what they doing. God damn, this is a little, little on the nose, you know. Lord McDonald Swerve was doing a wellness check. He was making sure that child was taken care of. Um, Good guy, Swerve. Right. <laughs> um, so backstage, Renee was with Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, the Golden Jets. Um, and, you know, they said next week's the final boss battle and all this stuff. Jericho is immediately cut off by the Young Bucks. Uh, Matt Jackson makes fun of the Golden Jets name and brings up another name that's kind of cool. The Elite, you know, the guy that uh, helped establish this, this promotion. Uh, Jericho said the Bucks are supposed to be, you know, friends with Kenny, but you weren't there for when Hobbs beat him up. If he recalls, it was all four of them who started AEW. But Matt said, ah, it's typical Chris Jericho taking credit and cashing a big check. Uh, Jericho then reminded Matt who he's talking to. Uh, said he still thinks, you know, Jericho and Omega can beat the Bucks. Matt, uh, Kenny Omega has a look on his face like he would rather be anywhere at this point. And like he was uh, trying to disassociate. Like, I mean, it was like, how do I transfer my mind to Japan sit, standing and sitting next to Kota Ibushi? Like, he was like, I want to be anywhere but here. Yeah. Um, then Matt and Nick, Nick issued a challenge for Full Gear. Basically, calls him on his bluff, said, what's up? Uh, Jericho said, why don't we up the stakes? You know, if we win, we will get your t- guaranteed tag team title shot. Uh, and then uh, Matt said, once the Bucks win, the Golden Jets thing aren't going to team anymore. Uh, they need to di- they need to break up, essentially. Kenny Johnson and Mike says, hey, man, I, I don't want to fight y'all, but we've done it before, like, and I've whooped y'all ass, like, several times, like, with, with Ibushi and Hangman. Um you know, he said, this is what has to be done to make uh, the Bucks grow up and stop being spoiled, whiny, bitchy children. He'll see them at full gear. Um, this Kenny thing kind of escalated quickly. Right. He said, uh, Jericho said he'll be glad to take the Bucks to the woodshed and beat their spoiled asses. And he basically said, I have my own locker room. And then he did that thing where he, like, looks at the camera, but, like, he just walks off and his eyes do, like, a funny, like, he know he said some dumb shit. But uh, you were saying, James? Kenny Omega is absolutely right. They're being they're being ridiculous. And also, might I add, like I don't see them bitching to Hankman about them not being there, like while they was getting their ass beat either. Because it wasn't just Hank, it wasn't just Kenny Omega didn't show up either. Um. So yeah, like, and also it's like that's think about it. It's like what's think about the stakes that are online. A is a title, a, a shot at the tag team titles. The other is you can't be friends with with, with this guy anymore. And it's like, 
Like, damn, Kenny, I ain't know them niggas are your daddy. <laughs> that's a that's a damn, I ain't know them niggas are your daddy ass stipulation, man. That's that man, what it that is. Like, that shit I, is so childish. I feel like... don't be fr- We don't want you to be friends with anybody that we don't approve of. Bro. What? I'm going to say something right now. And... They came up with this because of... They Hear me out. Because the shit got moved. Uh, no. That's not where I'm going with That's what it feels like. Are the Young Bucks about to turn on Kenny Omega? Could be. Like, is Chris Jericho and the Young Bucks going to form a unit out of this thing? Chris Jericho and the Young Bucks? I'm just putting it out there. Like... There's so much shit to go with Callus right now to be doing that. <sighs> Wouldn't be the first time some some uh, just shit got inserted out of nowhere. Bucks feel like they're headed towards being heels, kind of. Um, Jericho is like you know he's in that that gray area where he could do kind of anything right now. I kind of feel like he Jer- needs something I new. I feel like Jericho because he got wronged by Guevara is like you're in a thing with like him and Kenny are both fighting Callus. I feel like yeah. that's still the, the main story. Like, if Jericho is pulled from that, then, like, who else is Kenny Omega going to fight with? Yeah, unless it's Kota Ibushi, but... Yeah, unless it's Kota Ibushi, but... Um, but I don't know. Him, it, so, two people versus all of them. Two versus all, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know where this is headed. That's just one thing I had thought of, and okay. um, I... I just think it's hilarious how this instantly became the biggest tag team match on the card. Uh, according to reporting, everything was set to be FTR versus the Bucks for the belts. Bucks hometown. We're going to do it there. Then all of a sudden, that was not the case, as we saw. Um, FTR drops the championships in a kind of a squash fashion to Ricky Starks and Big Bill. And it was announced on Collision that there is a four-way match between LFI, House of Black, who have not wrestled a tag team match in God knows how long, FTR, and Big Bill and Ricky Starks. So help me figure this out for full gear. So help me figure this out, James. FTR decide like, I'm, I'm... I'm not going to say they decided to do this. What I am going to say is if I told you, James, how it played out in uh, option A, if you're FTR, you're going to hold the belts from March or whenever the fuck they had them mm-hmm. all the way to full gear, you're going to fight Bullet Club Gold. You're going to fight MJF and Adam Cole. You're going to fight and beat the Young Bucks. You're going to beat Aussie Open. Mm-hmm. You're going to basically have... You're going to get to team up with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. You're going to do all these things all throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, you're going to like get to wrestle the Bucks again in their hometown. Basically, you had a chance for one like match that on a legendary stage at Wembley Stadium. You got the Bucks in their hometown. and We know what that's like. So, and then the other door, instead, you, a month before that scheduled possible match, how about you drop the championships in a squash 
to Ricky Starks and Big Bill. And then you get your rematch in a four-way that everyone's going to forget as soon as it happens. Um, and then you're in the lesser match at full gear. Which one of those sounds um, more appealing? <laughs> Why do they politic so wrong? How do you politic yourself into a worse match? I don't know, man. Whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Like, there's just two schools of thought. There's either A, FTR had their heads up their ass and don't see the, and don't see what they're doing, or not see what they're doing, or are short-sighted, myopic, and are doing this petty shit as if it's it's 30 years ago, or, like, there was nothing, like, Tony Khan had nothing for Jericho and Omega and called Audible. Like those are the only two things that make any sense for how this t- turned out this way. The only right. two things, only two reasonable paths. And I don't really believe that that part about or the what I just the other thing I laid out. I'm just saying it's a possibility that could be it. Because it ain't that hard to, bu- to build something for Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. They're two of the four biggest acts in the company, or five biggest acts in the company, whatever you want to call it. So, um, well, CM Punk's gone four. So yeah, uh, I don't know what the fuck FTR is doing. I don't know. Like they should I don't just... know how you I don't know how you pass up on the opportunity to put someone over in their hometown when the next time we're in your hometown possibly like that's the FTR Bucks feud, right? How they've done it, it's actually kind of been like a lot of fortunate things. So the first time they did it, it was in the pandemic, whatever. Mm. Can't do anything about that, right? Yeah. Second time it comes like kind of on a short notice, rolls or flip. That's interesting. Or yep. whatever. Um, and it's for the ROS tag belts. You're not burning another AEW tag title match or whatever. Mm-hmm. Three happens at all in. Yep. So it's like a historic kind of thing itself. It's at all in. Four, this would be the perfect opportunity. One of their <clears> hometowns. So it can still be hot. And then you immediately get a fifth match there the next time you're in your hometown. How did they not see this? I don't know, man. You know, I, I never want to hear about the marks this, the marks that, the marks this, the marks are in the dressing room. Um, I mean, I, I never want to hear it. That's again. been the case for some years now in AEW. That's why people. I, I, that's why people lose their minds about one of their interim title uh, title reigns to be marked as official. Unbelievable! Been about it all throughout the time they're holding the inter- the interim champion when all it is is a plot device to get you to a big money match when the injured person comes back that's all it is if they didn't so, name it that it'd be the same thing so now dorks. instead of fighting for championships we're fighting for number one contender spots on pay-per-view and shit out of thin air well that's what happens when you move to having eight pay-per-views in a year instead of four or five like when you do more you pay-per-views doing? things matter less or as far as, you know, in kayfabe. Yeah, like, this was a choice. How do you drop? How do you want to drop your championships in, like, weak-looking fashion, like, out of nowhere, with oh, no build-up at all? So you so that you can win them back in the forum, and then after uh, you win, you have that, the Young Bucks come out and say, hey, our title shot that we had, we have it now, then we'll do it in December at that pay-per-view. That's that's what they're going to do, probably. But it's stupid not to just do the match in here. 
Right. We're going to do it at this pay-per-view that has never fucking existed all what, the way what, what in New York. It? What time is it's it? It's in fucking Long Island, New York. Maybe they think they need that. Maybe they think they need that to help draw. I don't know. Those, those tickets are actually they're they're doing well or whatever. Like, well at the time, well at the time when they announced it, were they? I I, I I'm not sure on that, but no, no, I don't mean like that national show. I mean like AEW is selling tickets in general. Oh, um, full gear. Cold. I mean, full gear was actually doing well, but I don't know how the world's end show gotcha. was doing then. Gotcha. But and, and you know, there's also part of like FTR could also still be in the thing like you know final or was it final battle last year with um with uh the Briscoes with Bris- Briscoes. I want we want to have a year in pay per view blow off thing with the Bucks. Who knows? Who knows what's going through their minds? All I think, all I think is like they're doing this backwards or not backwards. They're yeah. doing this. They're they're timing this up wrong, and it's like you lose some steam when you have the the title reigns go off of um of them. After having a title song, you just put on some irrelevant title reign and then get them right back. Like, I, I pray, I pray that it's not something as dumb as FTR wants to be the first three-time champions before the Bucks do it. I pray it's not something that stupid. That would be very dumb. <laughs> that would be very dumb. Like, all-time, you are a mark. Like, <laughs> Who are the other two teams in, the, uh, in that four-way? LFI, which is, uh, I believe, is going to be Roosh Pre- and Drillistico. Oh, Drillistico, not Press Vance. Okay. And uh, what was the other team? And it was uh, Malachi Black and Brody King. Okay. So Kings and Black Throne. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, after that, we had Samoa Joe taking on Keith Lee um, for, to the ROH TV title. Samoa Joe gets the win. These guys are circled each other kind of um seemingly like you know sliding doors in the night uh in wwe uh they meet here i thought keith actually looked um he's, it looks like he's been working out hard and you know that's um, not what i'm laughing at i'm laughing at the part where like keith lee was nxt champion then then arian cross became it and then joe went from him and is like karen cross ruins everything <laughs> get the fuck out of here man Oh, uh, this was this was all right. I was kind of I thought it was kind of slow, um, but you know, whatever. I thought it was it went, good, uh, but yeah, it was definitely the, the solid choice was to go slow because obviously you don't want either on blowing up and also like they're big dudes, so they don't they can do, get away with doing less because people are like, oh my god, it's gigantic people. Yeah, but um, the match was less the story here, and it was more like after the match. Uh, Samoa Joe vacates the ROH TV title. Uh, you know, I've been talking about all these long range champions. Um, personally, I I, sh- I think he should have walked outside and like thrown the belt on the river. I, I don't care how he got rid of it. Uh, lot, saw, saw, saw a lot of uh, they were in Portland, Oregon. Throw it in the Pacific. Bye. See you later. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people crying about the ROH title. I don't give a fuck. Um, crying about it in terms of what? That it's been vacated? Yeah, and that he didn't like put anyone over for it, but I'm like, he's obviously going on to something else, and I think this is something anybody listening to this show should pay attention to. Um, so he's already challenged MJF once. I think Samoa Joe... Is on the list to get in the lineage. Like I think, 
I think that's where we're heading with this. I I don't see it unless it's for a short reign. MJF gets it back. Um, but I mean, cause like Joe does so well, um, as far as his presentation, and everything and everything he's ever, he's ever been given in AEW. So like, I wouldn't hate that, but, um, it just seems as like, even so we're going to put it on Joe, but like Danielson is like, he, like Danielson just say, no, I don't want it. And it's okay. Like, no. You need to force this title on upon this man's waist then, if that's the case. Get the fuck out of here. What are we doing? Like, Joe is not still one of the very best pro wrestlers in the world. Danielson, while Danielson, when he's not on the shelf, still is. Kenny Omega just lost directly clean to MJF. Um, and then giving it to Samoa Joe would be like... I feel like Joe has a couple strikes. One, he's old. Two, he's in WWE for a couple years, so he gets termed as a WWE guy. He's not really, but um, and I don't, I don't think Joe's like at his peak. I think he only works best with guys like Darby Allen. Um, either I either think, wrestling brawling matches or he's a monster. Yeah, uh, maybe that's like what you know the thought could be here uh, if they went that direction. But um, he can't be a long term champion. Yeah, he's, this seems like a short term. This seems like a short term thing. Yeah, like um, if like if he were to get his match, you know, on like Winter is Coming, he beats MJF. MJF has, it has this rematch clause that they pick and choose when and where, when and when and where like people do actually have one or not, or they when they, or whatever. Like, and it's like, all right, we'll do it at you know, the last pay per view of the year in Nassau, and MJF wins it back there in in you know in the tri state area. I can see, I can see that them doing that, but outside oh of that, God. I don't see no reason to really do it. it. They do this thing where he loses that fucking winner is coming, challenges for it, and be like, "I want to win it," and then wins it back, and then announces, "I actually resigned," quote unquote, even though he's been fucking signed forever. Um, yeah, that would just be disgusting. But um, I, uh, I, I think this is significant. Him turning in this ROH belt, even though you know I just crapped on ROH belt and says so it means nothing. Four hundred fifty day reign, vacate it. I think he's winning the world title next. Hmm. Um, because obviously he wasn't gonna do no jobs with it. Like, <laughs> like had he kept it, you know. So, uh, just food for thought. Looking at the tea leaves. Uh, so. Joe says he didn't come to uh, basically his promo was he didn't come to Oregon just to be the ROA TV champion. So the next title is going to be in his shoulders, the AEW World Championship, whether MJF likes it or not. Cue the little kid from uh, the UK talking about the British Bulldog. OC and Hooker backstage. Uh, Orange Cassidy basically cuts a perfect promo about the entire situation with him and Moxley. So he's the only person he's thought about since All Out. Said Moxley left him in a pool of his own blood. Uh, essentially, like, picks up the international title. Uh, sorry, he didn't pick up the pieces of Ray Phoenix, but, you know, he picked up the pieces of the international title that Moxley dropped. Uh, he needs to beat Moxley in order to be the international champion. He knows he can be and will do that <laughs> at full gear. I think under no circumstances should uh, Orange Cassidy lose this match. Um, and... I think it would be a waste. Like, like it's a weird conundrum now because it's like 
he had it forever, and now he and now it's like, was the plan always for Moxley to win, and then Orange was going to get it back from him? Because now seeing the way this is going, it kind of feels like that was the thing. Like Moxley's going to be a short room champion to kind of take it off of Orange Cassidy for a minute, and then he gets it back and has a big win. And like Moxley doesn't need that belt, but like it was a cool thing that they did, and like. Moxie's a great champion in AEW, so like him putting over Orange could make Orange could take Orange to another level that he's not at quite yet. So yeah, like if if they Orange Cassidy should win this match. Yeah, Guns beat the Bollywood Boys. Always like when I see the Bollywood Boys pop up. Um, got squished. When is a squash? Yeah, this is squish. Um. <laughs> the guns got on the mic after and uh colton gun completely fried mjf uh fried him up like catfish quite frankly um he called mjf a liar he's been lying to fans for years fact which isn't something what de- generational talent does they run down their resume they called themselves generational talents called mjf an embarrassment said that uh full gear they're always tag team titles are going in the hands of a real tag team uh, he said, you haven't defended these belts uh, a single time. He's like, you've been champion for like three months or some shit. You defend these belts once or some shit like that. Um, he said a couple other lines that, that escaped me right now, but I sent a, a tweet about it and it was it was pretty. I, I enjoyed this. I, I think the guns are entertaining to say the least. Um, so MJF was uh, backstage and basically Samoa Joe was behind him and he was smirking. MJF stormed off. Uh, we got a Moxley and Wheeler Yuta uh, kind of promo. Moxley said he's been getting calls to let Orange Cassidy off the hook. Cassidy didn't know what he was doing when he went back to the, the international. Uh, Moxley then questioned, you know, the example that he'd be setting for Wheeler Yuta if he doesn't beat the piss out of Orange Cassidy. Uh, Mox issued a challenge next week, so it's going to be him and Wheeler against Cassidy and Hook. Uh, Yuta then said Hook messed with the wrong dudes and the wrong crew. He's going to see him next week so expect that um this ass whooping essentially and you know whatever so it's um you know hook hook stepping up in class next they've week you, they've been made you this hat pounce to the task mission ain't they is that the finish i think that is the finish yeah i think that's the finish i think that's the finish unless yeah. they've unless they've been made that pure rules ass nigga tap out to a teenager I mean, wouldn't be the worst thing. I, I we just saw MJF submit no, no, the no. fucking. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to say if it was a bad thing. I'm just saying like it's funny. That's it. Look, MJF doing what he want. I'm a I'm a tap out the, the submission specialist technical yeah. wrestler guy now. I worked his arm the whole time. Amazing. Feed them all to me. Um. So we got a Wardlow video package here. Um, he says, you know, the first three years in AEW, uh, Foot was constantly on his back, holding him down, making him feel worthless. MJF won't know when or where, but, you know, when he realizes it, it'll be too late, days of the devil ruling over AEW are coming to an end. I would take another Warlow squash right now. <laughs> Power bottle 10 times, Warlow. So um, this is going to work really well because he's going to play the hypocrite angle on the fans when they get face to face. About uh-huh. like how the switch ups happen and like MJF still the same bastard that he always was when y'all booing him, and it's gonna work. And hopefully yeah. MJF plays ball instead of doing the bullshit he did. Uh, you know, at the match, yeah, yeah. the non match. 
Yeah. Um, this is the first of two Julia Hart matches this week that infuriated me. Um, she defeated Red Velvet and Willow Nightingale this week. So why? Uh, so why was like Red Velvet way better than her in that match, and then like Julia Hart won because she spits missed? To me, the the more interesting question is like, why do I don't know if people know what they watched? Like the better wrestler, like the person getting all the praise is not the person like that was moving the shit forward to do it. The exciting shit, like whatever. Um, Red Velvet returns here for the first time in many, you know, long while. I was very happy to see her back, and it was almost like an older era of AEW. Uh, you know coming back and it was like man i watched a lot of red velvet at daily's place uh happy to see her here so um and also she wrestled ruby soho and she got some good reactions this week too red velvet did uh so i think she's always someone that you know they can get started but um it seems like julia hart's getting like pushed a lot right now um you know uh there was a this was decent. This wasn't a bad match. Um, this was uh, this was all right. I thought Velvet was way better, she but was. and she was out there bumping on the uh, floor. Nice leg lariat. Um, yeah, not not a drop kick. Here. A leg lariat. Yeah. Um, Want to tweet like how special that drop kick was? Like, yeah, it's real special because it's not a drop kick. It's a leg lariat. <laughs> oh, you know, standing moon salts. Uh, iconoclasm all that stuff uh this ended up with uh julia hitting a thrust kick and a moonsault yeah the kibashi uh, moonsault that people still haven't seen basic yeah. uh, julia beat will nightingale on collision and i like i remember last time they wrestled like it was just so much um discourse on the timeline i know they ain't gonna let julia hart beat her and then she beat her and we were all pissed and then this time i saw the same match essentially and it looked like uh, Willow was going to win. And she just didn't. And then I felt nothing. I was like, well, <laughs> choices have been made. Um, <laughs> so RJ City is then backstage and said, we may have heard some rumblings. And they're true. He's honored to introduce AEW's newest signing, Mariah May. So she walks in. She says she's excited to be in AEW. Uh, RJ asked her her plans and goals. She said she's a big fan of RJ City's work with Tony Storm. She says Storm's the reason she's in AEW. Um, RJ lets her know that Tony's just left, but next week he'll introduce her to her. Uh, Mariah was smiling. She kissed RJ and thanked him. And um, that was Mariah May's introduction to AEW. Yeah, it was a it was very NXT ish. Um. So we'll see what they do next week, but like you know, I have my concerns. It's going to be, you know, Supermark helps champion or helps Tony Storm out now. Like she, like we're done with the Outcast, so now like we'll have other, we'll have outside interference via this new person now. She'll be the heater now. Yeah. Yep. And she'll um, like you know she'll bite the bullets for Tony Storm and help her. Hold on to that belt longer than she should. Yeah. Apparently, there's some inspiration for this from some movie from the 1950s um, or something. It actually like looked kind of creative uh, if they go that way with what it. What movie but was it? All about Eve, I think it was. Okay. Um, but 
we'll see if if they have you know they get the time to to play that out and all that. But Mariah May coming from Stardom, um, people may you know listen to Stardom segment may have heard us uh, talk about her uh, throughout this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ended up uh, in AEW. A lot of people were dunking on Rossi. Just he was just tweeting tweeting through gritted teeth. It, it smelled like. Um, I don't know, like if people expected her in AW or NXT. I thought she was always going to AW. I thought um, she was going to NXT, but okay. Um, she's uh, I think she's a good wrestler. Um, and she's like, I think she's going to get every chance, you know, to be <laughs> to to get over and pairing her with Tony Storm. You can see the vision uh, <laughs> yeah. for for what yeah. they're doing here. So yeah, um, uh, I don't know if you listen to any uh, Observer. Like mm. radio lately, I have I wonder, not. I, I, I wonder how many times uh, Dave Meltzer used the word marketable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, um, but as far as like you know, I I didn't have a problem with the debut or anything because it's like no no matter how you debuted her, you sent her out there and in no front of the crowd. Who? All this other shit. Right. You play a video package. It's just, oh, it's a video package. Like it's, it's any, you know, it's just an introduction. It's kind of about what you do from here. Um, I think uh, she she's already uh, properly earning her AEW stripes on Twitter. Um, you know, as she's become a target of the McMahon Defense Force uh, immediately. Why is she? Well, what happened this time? What is what is the so they they were digging her old videos from when she was sexy dynamite and all that, and she was uh you know shaking her back. Oh, and, um, oh, you're talking about doing like the new blood stuff. Yeah. Oh. And all okay. that, and then now that's you know that's now AW's problem. That's right, Tony Khan. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fine video from Stardom. Start. Find talking rent, shit about AEW. Find ass shaking video from Stardom, not like you know the the rose gold versus like Ano Poi tag match when they're out here like dropping each other on their necks. Right? Don't show that. Don't show don't, like don't any show of the Grand Prix matches versus her versus Julia, her versus Ano. Right? Nah. Don't don't show none of that. Nah. Right? I, I oh I I see like I see the, it's it, it's it's playing grip. it's playing into the look and that stereotype she plays. She she plays like a mischievous like sex pot type or whatever else. So, like, before she gets in the ring, people are going to be like, she's a fucking diva. And then the bell's going to ring, and you're going to see that, like, oh, she's actually a decent wrestler. And then, like, people are going to be like, I guess they'll change their tune, or I don't know. But, like, we dealt with this when she got first got to stardom, Rich. Um, It's going to be interesting, like, to, like, I don't, how old is Mariah May? Uh, I think she's in her mid-20s. Okay. Let me look. Because it's crazy is like they're going over like <laughs> Julia Hart. And I don't mean to bang on Julia Hart, but you know, there's a little. I think you know, there's a there's a love affair with the fans to to a, to a she's degree 25. there. She's okay, she's 25. When I when they see Mariah May, I, I got a feeling they're gonna. I th- I think they're gonna take the Mariah May uh, in the ring quite well. Hopefully she gets to do it rather than like you know, pigeonholed into some yeah. wacky character. She has she she gets her match versus Sheeta. It's on. When JC how she bumps on her neck, they'll they'll see it's on. 
So we got our main event up next. Switchblade Jay White and Mark Briscoe, as I mentioned earlier in the show, um, I thought Mark Briscoe was excellent in this match. And this was just like, this crowd was coming apart uh, at the end. This was like the end of a long show, kind of. And this this entire show kind of had a, uh, like, kind of a directive to, uh, quote unquote, restore the feeling or the last get, week, it on yeah. tra- on, get it on track. I didn't think this was like one of the great dynamites it wasn't, ever it was or fun. anything, but it was, it, was, it was a good show. But look, man. Every time AEW has one of them shows, they always find a good way to come next week and be like, we have saved the promotion. This was a promotion-saving show. Yeah. How many of those have there been? I I would be... It's probably been like 20. (laughs) It's just going through the history like, fuck. Like, remember when they saved a promotion on pay-per-view in Chicago two months ago? (laughs) One of the greatest shows ever? Yeah. Yeah. I remember remember that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Rich, we, but we be joking about this shit like every few months, but like, I can't, you know, you know, one of the singers going to come and they're going to be like, it's the end. It's the end. These stay offline. Like y'all, y'all trip about this shit way too hard. The discourse is rotting y'all brains. Y'all think this shit's actually on the line. It's fine, man. It's fine. They have a bad week here and there. It happens. Hey, man. It's not like we got to watch Sonata in the main event, so. Life could be worse, you know. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but but yeah, Jay White, Mark Briscoe. I thought this was a, a really solid match. Uh, get White another win here, and um, but Mark Briscoe, man, I want to see that brother all over this. Uh, I, like if they put him in a tournament, I'm gonna I'm gonna like go on the timeline. Like if any I. I inevitably I will see someone talking shit about it. I'm coming out with the dunks uh, for Mark Briscoe. So um, yeah, TK and put the belt on Jake Lee yet. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but uh, much improved uh, from this week. So this week uh, is AEW full gear on Saturday. Um, we can kind of explore uh the stuff that's announced so far uh looks like there's eight matches announced so far and then a pre-show i don't know if there's anything getting added this week um but you know everyone's kind of locked in different places here uh, go to 10. i could i could use nine or eight because they know mgf and, and, and <laughs> jay need that whole 60 minute block you know man. They, they might get a fucking long ass match at the end. Maybe that's why. But yeah. I, I would count on two more matches getting added if I had to guess. Because okay. like, oh, I'm sure there's somebody I'm not thinking of. Any match on Revolution unbooked. card when they did the Iron Man match? <laughs> I don't know. I had to look. I had to look. Oh man. But as we mentioned, Sheeta and Tony Storm uh, match for the AW Women's World Championship. This has Tony Storm written all over it. it if does. you pay attention for weeks, it's like they they were trying to rush this belt back on her. They they, uh, they expedited the title defenses for Sheeta, so they can get yeah. filled. It'd be like you know, damn, they took the belt wrong. Well, she got like five defenses. Yeah, you know. Okay, buddy. run it up. Okay, buddy. We know what's going on here, um, but. Uh, Oh, also in the pre-show, MJF doing the always tag team championship thing. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting back to uh, the the women's world title match, like I do appreciate where like they're like, hey, 
Saraya can't do this. Take the fucking butt off her. Give it back to Tony Storm. Or or do have the Tony Storm match with Washita as opposed to Saraya and, and Tony Storm. That'd be a fucking disaster. I appreciate them. Ha- I appreciate them being like, we can't do this. We 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 we, we you know. It stunk since the same, since the second we brought you in. It got worse and worse and worse. The other two people, like you were the worst person. Hey, she's been faction. here a year now. You were the worst person. In your, in the, you were the worst person in your faction of three people, and I put bet on you. And um, we gonna hey, move on. We did that. We we put. I'll we, say this. Yeah. You might not like it, but Soraya versus Sheeta better than Ruby Soho versus Sheeta. Yeah, you're right. In a look. I don't feel good about that at all, but <laughs> but you're right though. You are right. She she's been here a year now, James. Um, yeah. She doesn't have she doesn't have to be here another year. She can just go away. God bless her. You know, you know she she's I'm sure she's made you know a, a nice living uh, this this year. So shout out to her. You know, you found a way to 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 get paid. On, on this last year, I don't know if she's wrapping it up. I'm not saying nothing like that, um, but there it seems like there's been a clear reduction in role here. So um, we'll see. I mean, before she was the champion, she was a manager. What is it? What is it with? What is it with major American uh, pro wrestling? Where like these women's uh, acts are basically managers, and that is how they get to being the champion. What what is it? What is it with this year I mean, of pro wrestling in America? I mean, that's works in Sable. So I mean, <laughs> China, you know, that's that's kind of the blueprint, actually, James. Rich, I, I thought I thought the, I thought the horsewoman moved pat, moved us past this. No, we're not past <laughs> kneeling, James. No, we're not. We're not past kneeling. Oh shit! <sighs> Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland versus Kristen Cage, Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne. This has Babyface Army getting the win all over it because Sting never loses. Yeah. Um, Nick Wayne, get ready to lay it down for somebody. Coffin drop. Yeah. Singles match for international championship: Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, it seems like this is an Orange Cassidy um, win that needs to happen here, and they had a great match the last time they went at it. Is Just, it possible for them to drop confetti for a champion retaining? <laughs> because, because, like, it feels like the plan was for him to get it back and he going to drop the confetti, but it's like, I mean, you beat John Moxley in AEW clean, like, you should drop the confetti for that moment because that's a special moment. John Moxley don't, put, don't, 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 don't do jobs often in this promotion with good reason, you know? So, yeah. Uh, I think it would be appropriate to drop some orange confetti. Um, OC coming back. Uh, you know, if, if he wins this thing, it, I... You know, Mox is going to the dome after this. He's, or not immediately after this, but um, yeah, but he's going to do- he's going to dome to be in a three with David Finley. Yeah, that shit is like he can be, he can afford to take a loss. <laughs> it don't matter. You know. <laughs> that shit don't matter. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. 
David Finley. Yeah, we could be watching David Finley, James. Um, Texas Deathmatch, Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland. And I got to say, man, I'm looking at this match, and then I'm looking at MJF and Jay White, and I'm putting my money on this one right here. <laughs> wasn't it a better I, match? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it, in, a, I, in a different world, if they had kept more focus on it throughout the, the you know, instead of taking their, their foot off the gas with it, like, you could have made this lights out match. Yeah, I thought that's what they were going to do, but they didn't go that direction. Um, Texas Death Match. This is Hangman's match. Never lost one of these. We know how he gets down in these. Literally earlier this year, one of my 10 favorite matches of the year with him and Moxley. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was five stars, and I expect, you know, Swerve and Hangman to match that or exceed it even. Um, Swerve's a psychopath. He's down for the carnage. Um, just you know, talking seen to this him. This man fall through glass panes before. He's out of his mind. We're just talking to him, just like uh, you know, like not even really like about anything. Just more like, hey man, like you know, just just hearing how he approaches like hardcore matches. Like there's like almost nothing. He's like, oh yeah, I'll do that. Like and it's like some of the just crazy shit like you um, can can imagine. Um, I am. I think there's going to be... go to freedoms. <laughs> you know. Um, I'll ask him about that. <laughs> I'll ask him about freedom. I don't, I don't want to know. You can ask him. I don't want to know the answer ever. Right? The answer is yes, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> um, I would be shocked if, you know, he, he went, um, if he ever did an appearance in like Freedoms or something. Um, uh, you know, yeah, my dream match is to have a Cork and Hall main event against Jun Kasai. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. <sighs> oh, man. But as far as like these guys getting to it, like this is gonna be sensational. Their last match was sensational. This big stage, L.A. Uh, I think you know there's gonna be Swerve. Um, Hangman always does dope pay per view entrances. I think Swerve has something up his sleeve. Um, this is a big match. Like I I'll, think this I'll is. It. So will you be upset with him? If he breaks out some Kobe tribute and loses. Yes. You better tell him now. <laughs> Don't be doing nothing with Cole. Look, if you're losing, you know. No, like, if you're going to lose, you better wear some LeBron shit. Yeah, wear some LeBron <laughs> shit. Exactly. You know. Uh, fuck. You know. Um, but yeah, this is going to be this is gonna be sensational. Um, I'm predicting one of the best matches of the year here. Um, I, could, I could see that. I could see that. Golden Jets. Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho versus Young Bucks. Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks has never failed me ever in life. Um, you know, and Chris Jericho will just like, you know, <laughs> he'll do his thing. And he's smart enough to like figure it out uh, amongst all these guys. Storyline kind of microwaved uh, yeah. the last two weeks. Uh, but I, I, I think I, I did enough. like what they did with the promo, though. Yeah. Um, I think it's enough. I think some fuckery could be afoot, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. But um, that's just a wild idea from from me. Don't mm -hmm. take that seriously. Um, but I think this is the time the the young bucks win one of these. You would you would think. Um, but I don't know. The young bucks ain't exactly been look look. They've faced that terroristic booking um this year too. So like, man, either 
like th- is this just Chris Jericho hitting uh, the juice effect on Matt Jackson and then and take it to the house? You know, because we can't let Kenny win. It's, it, you know, it's you funny. can't let the Bucks win. It's funny in a in a match with with Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and uh, Chris Jericho. You you almost have to be like, this is a match where someone must win. Given Amazing. the year that they've all had, someone Amazing. must win one of these. That's a great point. Nobody's talking about that either. Um, all the putting over these guys have done. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. So, um, um, you know, maybe I fully expect like Callus to come out there and fuck uh, Golden Jets. Who knows? Um, yeah. Who knows? But uh, yeah, like I'm of two minds with how this match going to turn out. My expectations, like it could be. I think it'll. I don't think I'll go as far as saying this could be another Golden Lovers versus Young Bucks or uh, or Hangman and and Omega versus Young Bucks match. I think that's too far out the bar. I think those are those are two of the three best regular rules tag matches I've ever seen. And um, but I also think it'll be much better than like uh, than the Young Bucks versus Jericho and MJF match from two thousand twenty one that I fucking loathed and like was just too contrived and like suspension of disbelief or your suspension of disbelief kept getting played with when they're doing like, Oh, these guys have field division getting caught with stuff when like their field division must be like, that must be like 60 degrees. They they got the, the Michael Vick quarterback cone. Uh, yeah. The old, or was it, was that Oh five men? No. Oh six. Yeah. I think Oh five or Oh six man. When you had the quarterback passing cone and like you playing with somebody, you playing with like Joey Harrington. Like, that's the kind of field Bert. vision they got. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, they got the field division <clears throat> of one of the cameras in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> not even one of the, not even one of the guards, like one of the cameras where he's like, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not one, of, it's not one of these. It's one of these. Like, nah, man, get the fuck out of here. So, yeah, um, it'll be somewhere between, I'm, I probably put, where we put the over under, I probably put it at four and a quarter just to be nice. Yeah, yeah, I I think they can go over that. Um, and I th- I'm gonna go with the Bucks on this one. Um, if they don't, that'd be weird. Um, <laughs> but, like like them losing L A would be really weird. Yeah, that'd be really weird. That would I think they would bring the crowd down. Yeah, um, three way match for the TBS Championship: Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart, and either Red Velvet or Sky Blue, and. Every, all eyes kind of point towards Sky Blue. Sky Blue is a Sky Blue can finally turn heel, and then she can join Julia Hart. Fuck man, enough of the enough of the women with heaters that hold on to the titles. They're about to do that. They're about to do that with the with the with Tony Storm and Mariah May. Or that's like, what it seems like. They already did with Saraya and Tony Storm and Ruby. All Chris Statlander does now is cut awful promos on Collision. Like she's always backstage, kind of like when they cut to her after Julia Hart wrestles. Julia's kind of the one they're pushing. They're after their match last time. It was almost like, all right, we're gonna do the first one. We'll have you win, and then now you're gonna drop the belt to her. <laughs> like that's what it kind of seems like. Um, can she go back? Being or, alien? no, nah, she's just a person. It's no. Horribly can, awkward. I'm asking, can she go back? Oh, being can alien? she? Um, yes. Look, so then we have an excuse. For you I always like. Talk. I always liked Alien, so I... <laughs> I did, too. She didn't have to talk. Yeah. Um, I want to see the alien wrestle. I don't want to hear the human talk. Yeah. Because when the human talk, like, I mean... Just weird things come even out. Even when she was the alien, she cut the one with the Hale and Layla Hirsch one. Remember? The, 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 
this the talking game ain't her Look, thing, man. Admittedly, it kind of a hard line or whatever. It was just like, oh, I think you were a little too. I want no hard. She was a baby face. Baby faces say fucked up things sometimes. Um, Four way tag match we mentioned earlier. AW World Tag Team Championships. Ricky Starks and Big Bill. LFI. It is not on the pre show. Why not? But... <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. Wait, 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 or, oh, wait, or does this match go on as as the uh, go on before MJF and NJ White? Is it is this the, is this the bathroom break match? Probably. Okay. Or will Probably. it be like the three way with Stat and Julia Hart? I think those no. be the, I think those be the two best best so far. I think the, I think the tag match will. Uh, okay. I think I think it's actually gonna. It might be laid out how it's all listed on this thing. Actually, no. There's no way they open with the women's title match. They, <laughs> it might open. You're with, right. No way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I just wouldn't do that either. Like same same. <laughs> probably start with that uh that that six man Sting and Darby. Sean Mosley and Orange Cassidy, Golden Jets, Women's Match, Swerve and Hangman, Women's Match. <laughs> you gonna put it? Oh, you gonna put a woman? Oh, you evil bitch! Smith said, "Yeah, put one of the women matches, women's title matches on after Texas Death." God damn! Yeah. No, um, no, no, no! Put the put the four way tag championship match after Texas Death. Mm. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, either way, whatever. I don't know. I, I know how I would lay this thing out, but that's just me. Um, but, but they don't. We, we don't do that. We don't do it that way in America. Yeah. You know, that's too far of a concept to put all your big, biggest matches at the end. Right. Like um, just, just like bro, just do an intermission. Like, at, like after two hours or after hour and fifty minutes, after fi- hour and fifty five minutes. 10-minute intermission, restart the show. That's what they do in Japan. No one ever freaks out and says, oh my god, I can't believe there's dead air or whatever else on the show. It's like, people want to recharge, refresh, and then lock in for the match they care about. It's fine. I promise you. No one's going to turn off. And if they do, you already got their money. Starks, Bill, and LFI. Um, and then FTR and Malachi Black and Brody King. Huh. Um... Anyone could win, except LFI. Seemingly, Why don't really win? see that. I, I don't see them strapping up Realistico personally. But um, why is that? He, he's just not hasn't really established himself yet. He's just kind of you know he's Rich's brother. So um, I like their group though. Like you know they even make like. Preston Vance seemed like he's got like a little. It, it's just Roosh. It's just anybody that's next to Roosh. It's a cheat code, I feel like. I, I'm still trying to figure out why Dragon Lee ended up going to NXT. Or oh, he's on the main roster now, but yeah. why he went to WWE to begin with. It's like. I don't know. Maybe he was impatient. Who knows? Maybe he thought that like he would get a shot if he's there with his brother. I don't know. Whatever. Probably got advice from Conan or something. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> um. You know, I'm gonna take Ricky Starks and Big Bill to retain this. If FTR wins this back like this, I just think it's just absolute cowardice. Like I think this is awful. Um, yeah, I think they're winning. 
because yeah um th- they're winning they're winning i mean i think ftrs is winning back okay Singles match for the AEW World Championship, MJF versus Jay White. We did not mention the end of Dynamite. Um, after Jay White's match, all of a sudden, all the masked men show back up with the devil mask, and they're whooping ass backstage. They're running through the acclaim. They toss Anthony Bowens uh, through the real glass. Uh, you know, Billy Gunn gets wrecked. Mass Castle gets wrecked. And then Excalibur is talking about, Anyone who gets close to MJF, they destroy or whatever. And I'm like, made no sense. It was so odd. This this was pointed out to me. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. The only person that they attacked was MJ was Jay White, actually. So, and Jay White doesn't give a fuck about any of that. He hasn't mentioned them since. Right. And then it's like, what is this retcon shit? Like, and it's like, this is like, and they're trying to retcon this shit. This is a stark change. Um, that I feel like has been something they've never had to do, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, like an unnatural retcon, yeah. Uh, so it was so odd or awkward that he said that. Like I was focused on him saying that and being like, "Wait, what? No, Jay White, the hell, you, Bank, or Bullet Club Gold? The hell, you talking about?" That I did not until you know further times talking over this, like. Notice the fact where it's like, wow, Billy Gunn sold. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I thought I thought he didn't do that. He'll he'll sell for for unmasked rest for mass wrestlers, anonymous people, but he won't sell for. Okay, gotcha. But anyway, Billy yeah, Gunn, the American Togi Makabe. Uh, so yeah, man. I, I don't know. They're bringing back. They're bringing back. I mean, they've been teasing the devil pictures or pictures of the devil still being around backstage with access to cameras and the production t- truck, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, um, they're still on the Who Done It, and for me, it's like I don't care. They beat up hills. Well, they beat up baby faces this time. Well, yeah, but it's like yeah. they, it's still leading to no answer to who it is, and it's like. People, I don't know how people. I don't know how, how much people actually care about this. Who done it? I, I don't know. I don't know if it intrigues people. This is gonna be some black scorpion shit, man. Rich, I said like, that. I said that weeks ago. Like, I said that weeks ago. I gotta say, man. I think I've been checked out on this shit since it started. Actually, I was like, bro, I don't give a fuck who any devil is or whatever. Right. Like, same. No, like, um, I don't think JY has a chance in hell at winning. He doesn't. He, he's been running around with that belt for so long now. It's like, like no one ever keeps the belt this long in a belt stealing angle. Like, so it's like, yeah, like you might as well not even win the belt. You already got enough photo ops with it. You can just post some shit for the rest of your career. Yeah, he was a. I don't remember him being like that's a fucking uh candidate for uh, what's that shit called, um. Uh, the Mandela effect. Like, yeah, Jay White was a fucking champ. Look at the picture. Like, it, like, thing is Shazam and like, shit. Yeah, that's but... a brown belt. Ew, no. Right. Like, yeah, like, he's he's held on that shit forever. MJ's winning it back. MJ's moving on to Cincinnati. And Jay White's, you know, has to rebuild or whatever. Yeah, but... he'll have to rebuild, redesign, and reclaim. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that'd be an interesting match. I don't know. Have, have Jay White and Brian Dallas ever crossed paths? 
I don't know. I don't think, I think so. I think that would be some nice chopping in that match. Yeah. Um, but um, you didn't yeah, my, you didn't catch my line, my Seth Rollins line just then. Re- redesign, rebuild, reclaim. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. We hadn't talked about Seth on the show yet, so it's like gotta throw in the dig here and there. So, um, speaking of Seth, that was full gear, by the way. Next Saturday, um, Dave Meltzer announced there will be seven new members of the uh, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Uh, do you believe Seth Rollins is among them? No. <laughs> no. What the fuck? Um, uh, I think the Bucks are getting in. Same. Um, I do not think Roman's getting in. Same. Um, I don't think Punk is getting in. Um, I think he'll get in, but we'll see. Like the public voting, like some of the people been putting together, like the public voting totals mm-hmm. or whatever. The only person like that is kind of looking at like. Oh, yeah, yeah. The X will completely burn down. Yeah, the Bucks go in. No Roman or Punk. Oh, my God. I I can't wait for Friday. Um, But I think JYD is going to have a big jump. Like, he might get in the 50s this Hmm. year. Um, Just because he moved to historical? Yeah, looking at the public balloting. And then, like, there's still a lot of private stuff to come in. So, who knows? Um, But... Seven new Hall of Famers, so like we're we gonna get some answers somewhere. It, you know, it could be not wrestlers, it could be old timers and all that, but I think um, it could be a I think it'd I be think, like four, three or four like non wrestlers, some shit like that. Yeah, um, but I, I think you're only like you know, modern people really. I think the bucks are going in, but I can't confidently predict anyone else. Um, but yeah, um. Aside from that, you know, we'll, we'll be here to review, you know, all of the inductees next week and all that. But, um, yeah, man. Anything else, James, before we uh, wrap this up? Nah, nah. I think we're ready to go. Get out of here. It's time to go. <sighs> so that's it in the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to raise some app you're using to listen to this with. If you're watching from the stream, you can go to our uh, show notes for the podcast. Go to the red circle link there and donate there. And um, be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides when it's radio, you have Keeping a Strong Style, All Things Elite, and Imps WWE Adventure. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.